So you say the pandemic is over, Joe? Now that the damage has been done to the world, I guess it is time to pull back and brace for the blowback, right? Well, then I hope you got your shitting pants ready, you motherfucker. Because we started this show because you threatened our livelihood and our very chance of survival in our own society. You took our culture away from us. You got our friends fired from hospitals, the military, and whatever other essential people from that thing before the shots because they wouldn't accept the bogus explanations for their efficacy. How's that holding up now, Joe? The scumbag pharmaceutical companies may have gotten immunity from any legal liabilities, and so have the institutions involved, but the consequences deserved do not need to be violent, nor what I want them to be. But they sure as hell don't have to be delivered by our corrupt and morally bankrupt justice system in this country. The consequences exist in the minds of every critical thinking individual that you bastards have wronged and shit is about to get real creative. You want to call us terrorists when it was you that used fear to take our businesses away. You want to call us racists when you let your minions and with a little help from you and your friends, right Joe? After they burned down our cities. You want to censor us when we spoke the truth? Ain't nothing new at this point, because we've been living through it and thriving otherwise. Thriving because our spirit isn't broken, and it won't be. The only thing broken is our nation, and we're damn sure looking to rebuild it without you and your corporatist support system. The retribution will be reclaiming our culture, not by any violent means, because that's what sadistic, evil cunts like you want. Right, Joe? It's going to be on Main Street in every town in America. It's going to be on t-shirts and flags. It's going to be the biggest trends. It's going to be a rebirth of a giant. Because you couldn't just let that giant be. We are weaponizing our passions. Music, movies, games. You name it, and we will have it. Festivals, churches, and gyms too. The cracks you formed ain't the ones you can smoke with your son. They're the ones creating the hole you belong in, Joe. One for the future generations to look at and see the failures of authoritarianism and corporatism. Something for my grandkids and beyond to reference when they speak of evil. By being such a bad guy, you made it necessary for real heroes to exist. And they are all around me, Joe. People that can point out your lies. People that can research where your plans came from. And folks that can stop it. Because they are now involved. Because of what you cost them pandemic isn't over till we get control of what's ours again. That's our political system, and it's our culture. If we have to start from scratch even, I know just the people to call. It's time for the tyrants of this earth 
to drop to their knees and beg for our mercy as they live out the rest of their existence in the shadow of a great giant named We the People. The sun is rising, Joe, and our alarm is about to go off. Make sure you put back everything you stole exactly where you found it and gently sneak off back to Rehoboth. DeSantis has a present there for you. You are listening to The New Prisoners. A copy of each week's monologue and source list are available on our Minds page and Substack. Check out our video content on BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, and Brighteon. For audio versions, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and many others. Make sure to like and subscribe wherever you find us and join the conversation by leaving your comments wherever you can. You can follow The New Prisoners and The New Prisoner Number 6 on Instagram and The New Prisoner Number 6 on Gab or at New Prisoner 6 on Twitter. If you would like to be a guest, please email the new prisoner number six at protonmail.com and provide a brief description of the topic or topics that you would like to discuss, and a screener will contact you. You can always choose to appear anonymously. You can now donate to the new prisoners through anchor.fm slash the new prisoner number six slash support with a monthly donation of 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99. We also have a subscribe store where you can make a one-time or recurring contribution at subscribestar.com/the-new-prisoners. You can also donate both US dollars and crypto to us on Mines and Odyssey. All donations go towards studio upgrades to make more content and advertising to spread the word about the show. Every amount is appreciated. Now let's get on with the show. Okay, I'm number six, and this is the New Prisoners podcast, and I'm here with John Henry and New Prisoners contributors Chris Graves and Gary McBride. But before we get to any of our topics, John Henry. Yeah, welcome back to the end of the world, man. We have a lot of exciting things to talk about. Uh, I hope everybody really enjoyed uh, our anniversary episode last week as much as I did, man. That put a smile on my face for the, you know, the whole last week. So just really grateful for everybody that contributed to that. Uh, So a lot of exciting things. One thing, you know, currently with our administration, we love that we are just getting very transparent and definitive information. So some topics we'll talk about today is Joe Biden supports Taiwan. uh, And then the White House says he doesn't. And more importantly, Joe Biden says the pandemic is over. And then the White House says, no, it isn't. Um, The folks in Martha's Vineyard support immigration, and they feel like everybody has a place except for Martha's Vineyard, because they they don't really. The Beyond Meat COO decides he is finally going to start having meat in his diet by biting a mother man's nose in a road rage incident. And Marina Abramovich, she cooks the queen and many, many more topics. 
Over to you guys. Thank you, John Henry. And wow, the whole nose biting thing. I am a big fan of wrestling shoot interviews. And one of the more famous <laughs> ones uh, that I love is uh, about Meng, uh, which it, there's a there's a story about Meng where somebody approaches him in a bar and gets a little, you know, uh, not so chummy with him. And Meng just politely stands up and uh, tells the guy to you know be nice. And the guy doesn't. And then he just goes over and bites the guy's nose off and spits it on the floor and then sits back down. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you think it was his, his natural instincts finally took over? And this is a real thing, guys. Uh, so after an Arkansas football game, there's a road rage incident and the COO of Beyond Meat literally chops another guy's nose. Uh, that happened today. I thought you were going to go much wow. dirtier. No, no, this yeah. is a real thing that happened today. He bit another man's nose. So, you know, maybe it just uh, his body decided it needed some type of meat and that, you know, look like a little uh, little smoky or something hanging off his face. It's a little on the nose. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what happens when the bugs aren't doing it. People yeah, when when the crickets and the uh, Beyond Meat limp sausages don't suffice. Yeah. You, uh, you were, how wouldn't that be something? If all the vegans turned into cannibals, <laughs> you know what? If you suppress something long enough, it can drive you mad, right? And then it's just all of a sudden, there's just all, all you need is a mass hysteria. It's not like that's ever happened before or anything. <laughs> oh yeah, no, definitely not. Speaking of speaking of hysteria, um, never Chris Graves. How you feeling this week, buddy? Uh, well, it's uh, it's uh. Bent into the left. Well, yeah. we appreciate that. And then on to Gary McBride Sad, this week. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah on to Gary. Gary with our J6 update. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, you're fine. I can't concentrate now. All right. <laughs> well, Gary, you, uh, you, you sent me a few different articles this week that we talked about. And, uh, one of the things about these, um, these uh, J six trials that are happening right now is that a lot of them you, you mentioned are wrapping up rather fast. Like it just seems like three, four days and it's gone. So like the, the, the time that the public has to sort of react to it and participate and, and to get the word out about what's happening during these things is severely limited. Um, the, the ability to even listen in to some of the trials has been taken away from us. We were planning on uh, doing some uh, some yeah. real active listening to to some of these trials and maybe even adding some commentary too. But you know, judges seem to get wind of that and they they've been uh, striking that down too. So we're just we're fighting every way that we can here yeah. at the New Prisoners to try and get as much information out to the American public and the world about what's happening with these J six prisoners. And uh, you know, uh, you sir, you've you've been dedicated to uh, a lot of different uh, cases recently. And I know that uh, there was one case where you said you found th three videos what in the span of like an hour or something like that, <laughs> where you just knew exactly where to yeah, go it was, uh, for a new yeah. client. And, and it's just uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hearing stuff like that, man, yeah. that that drives me so much. It, it really, um, it, it really fuels what we do here at the show because, like, I, knowing that you know that you're putting work together like that for people that you know uh, evidence of, of exculpatory nature, nonetheless, you know, and and catching timestamps and all the other things that you do. But um, tell us about um, this person, uh, Doug Jensen that uh, you've mentioned to me before. And we've, we've taken a look at a few videos of Mr. Jensen, you and I, and um, uh, I'm going to go to screen share here and uh, I'm going to pull up a little article and I'm going to have you just fill in the audience about 
uh, what, what's up with this cat and what, what your take on him is. So here, give me one second to do that. Okay. Sure. And we're there. And now I'm going to go right over to this. So this is from the Des Moines Register. Um, it said Des Moines man's capital riot trial begins with jury selection in Washington, D.C. And this is from September 19th. Um, so from William Morris. Now, as we scroll down here, it says the trial is beginning this week for Doug Jensen, a Des Moines resident charged with menacing police inside the U.S. Capitol during the riot on January 6th of 2021. Jensen was one of the first to be arrested and charged in the attack after a video went viral on social media, showing him pursuing. I love how they uh, <laughs> sort of frame this, Gary. Maybe I could get a comment there. Um, a, a U.S. Capitol Police officer uh, came up a staircase inside the building wearing a shirt emblazoned with a symbol of the QAnon conspiracy theory. So it also says uh, he has spent nearly all of all of the 18 months since his arrest in custody. But this week he will finally go before a Washington DC jury to face seven federal charges related to the riot. So here, let me jump back to the panel. Like uh, Gary, what's your take on this person's case thus far? Like from what you've seen? Well, I know it's, uh, I can't wait to hear their angle for sure. Um, I don't know what it's going to be. Um, He's, you know, when you read the article a little bit more, you'll hear about how he was, he just, he wanted Q to be front and center. He wanted Q to be on national TV, you know, his shirt and everything. Um, but it, it's reading the uh, script, his interview with the FBI is, uh, is interesting because it's, um, guess i'll go ahead and say what i feel about it i don't feel like uh i think he's an ass i think he's whatever you want to call him a plan an asset an agent whatever you want to call him interesting um i think that's what his job was you know that's what he what he did just by some uh videos that will come up with or come out with the show um so my thing is in a sense whatever he is i don't care it's i'm gonna uh help the defense as much as I can, you know, is getting uh, any information that I can to them because I wanted to break down the prosecutors, especially if this comes out like I think it's going to. Um, I want to go ahead and uh, do what we do. You know, we've done it before. huh? Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm just trying to think, the, you know, there's so much, there's just, it's, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, the the information <laughs> that you share with I'm me excited. that I cannot wait to share with our audience here. So folks, like if you haven't yet uh, subscribed to us, uh, please do so. Uh, We're on BitChute, Rumble, Odyssey, and Brighteon, and Spotify. And we're also on a bunch of podcasting sites too. But the videos that we're going to be putting together that are going to be on those those five uh, platforms, again, BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, Brighteon, and Spotify, we're going to have some videos put together here with the help of our friend Gary McBride, and also with a little help from our friends, Chris Graves and John Henry. And uh, we're going to put something together for you all to kind of explain the situations that occurred. Uh, and and also not with the th- not just uh, Doug Jensen here, but also um, Mr. Eugene Goodman, who's mentioned um, in this article, too. That is that is the yeah. Capitol Police officer that uh, is part of the chase scene, if you will. So uh, and I, I just 
man, I'm really hyped to be able to get that out uh, to you folks soon. So be be on the look for that. And also um, you can uh, make sure to donate to us and donate to our contributors when given the chance to. Um, you uh, you can donate at uh, Gary's website at M5 News. And then also uh, Chris Graves, I believe on Ocelli.com, people can find a, a link to donate to you there. And then our donation links are always um, on our BitChute Odyssey Rumble Brighteon and uh sub and uh oops, sorry spotify i almost said Substack, but yeah you can also subscribe to us on Substack too uh over at number six yeah Absolutely. and find um you will be able to find all of the source list stuff that we have here but then also uh you'll find my monologue each week too which apparently people dig i'm uh, i'm really very uh happy to hear that because uh it's been a fun uh sort of cathartic process in the past year I, and chris Graves, i had a little conversation with you about that um just last night that i can't wait for the public to hear so um yeah there's going to be you're going to be hearing a lot from us here at the new prisoners and, and and our contributors soon so um let's uh let's move on gary to uh let me pull yeah. this up here you sent me this as well this is um what the united states of america versus douglas austin jensen this is um interview this is his yeah interview. this is his interview so uh, for folks that, and this is going to be this is submitted in court too. They're going to be going over this in court. So this is what's interesting. Yeah. So folks, what what I just mentioned there with our Substack, if you go to uh, Substack.com and look for uh, number six, um, you will find this on this week's source list, and this will be attached so you can go through all of it. Um, for those of you that are jumping into these cases and getting to learn more about them, uh, you could always find more information at M Five News, uh, and also you know make sure to check back to this program. But then um, we also, uh, Gary, uh, let's let's talk really. Let's uh, switch gears a little bit. We also noticed um, sure. this week on Twitter, there's been uh, some some more brewing, I guess, uh, of this case about a Patriot Freedom Project. And uh, I wanted to bring it up on the show just to kind of clarify some things that um, you know I, I think I need to get off my yeah. chest. Uh, he, just this picture alone for those of you i just mentioned our video platforms here john henry just from this picture alone do you want this guy anywhere near a trump rally do you want him wearing your shirt your hat your anything candidly if i seen him at a restaurant i would want to smack the taste out of his fucking and that's mouth. the kind of thing i don't know i don't know yet the extent of this guy's whatever the fuck he's got going on. Right. Like, I don't know, like, just like, like Gary mentioned, I don't know if, if this Cuccinelli guy is a plant. I don't know if he's there to smear Trump. I don't know what he's necessarily here or in, involved in this for, but his story doesn't make any damn sense. And then his whole relation to this Cynthia Hughes lady with Patriot freedom project too, doesn't make a lot of sense to me because how does she get up on a stage right before Trump does or right around Trump and, and with, and claiming that this guy is her nephew. And, and like, it, it's just, it's really weird. Seems like he fits in more with uh, Joe Biden's speech the other day with the, the weird purple. Uh, motif oh, absolutely. And yeah. <laughs> that was right out of a Nazi rally. <laughs> yeah. And, and along with like the, the sideshow yeah. dancers, like from old Vegas, you know, the ones with like the big feathery plume stuff going on. You know, it's just like the, the, the whole stupid thing like of this is just, it, it's such a show to me. And that's why like when, whenever I talked to Victoria white about this is that it just seemed like sabotage. It seemed like a way to just smear any type of Trump fundraising that's going to occur between now and 2024. 
And, and, and if you wanted to smear somebody these days, a really easy way to do it, no matter what side of the aisle that you're on, is to make it look like you're in bed with a bunch of freaking racists, right? And what do they do for the last, what, four years, five years, six years? You know, that's, that's all they've hammered everybody's, you know, that's yeah. all they've talked about. That's what they've been pinning on everybody. And, and then to, and to want to, uh, not that they're associating with, with this group or anything like that, but I want to stand clear. Well, that's the thing. Like the, the whole guilt no, by association deal is a fallacy, right? But the the idea that mm-hmm. whenever someone like Victoria White, who, uh, you know, if anyone is not familiar with Victoria's story, please go back and watch our interview and then definitely check out the one that she did with our good friend Donald Jeffries. Yeah. Uh, she did an amazing job on that, too. But, like, if you're unfamiliar with her story, like, she's she's a hero to us out of all of this from what she's endured. Is she stopped people from breaking a window at the Capitol. That's right. She stopped it. Instead of instead of encouraging any type of damage or violence, other things, she was trying to stop it. And then, as she explained on Donald Jeffrey's show, she's trying to escape um, all this mayhem, and then got caught up in a tunnel, and ended up having an officer, Officer Bagshaws, still he's still an officer, even though he's murdered people now, uh, apparently. But um, you know, the, the the type of blows that she received, she shouldn't have because she shouldn't have been receiving. A commander, oh, yeah, now. A commander now, nonetheless, and um, that you know the blows she should have been receiving because they were flat yeah. on top of her head, which is a kill shot, you know, especially from a very large human being like this person is. You know, Gary McBride put together a wonderful video for us showing um Officer Bagshaw now Commander Bagshaw, um, like walking while choke slamming uh somebody <laughs> into the crowd. So I wouldn't want to take forty five shots yeah, in the head with a club yeah. from that fucking guy and i don't think any of us ever would uh, even for your country right but victoria was able to survive what we call her victory now but uh you know she was able to get through all of that and now she's facing trial and but she she asked questions about this organization and she was attacked attacked for it instead of it being addressed instead of it being transparent instead of somebody coming out and explaining how all of this works she was attacked so this is what we have to do now so now everybody that gets our sub stack, everybody that watches this show is going to be able to find all this information on them and look into it further. And let's see what they come up with. Along with this week's sub stack too, I have uh, Cuccinelli's, um, what is this, government sentencing men- memorandum on him here too. This is nice little introduction, the defendant. Do you have that? That's what I was yeah, looking for. I got Good. it. It, is okay. a fo- it says here, and this is what's curious to me. It says he's a former army reservist and security contractor who held a secret level security clearance. Now, if you're wondering who the fuck I'm talking about, hold on one second. It was this guy. This is the guy that I'm talking about. The sentence that just came out of my mouth a few a few sentences ago, John Henry, about this guy having security clearances. This is the guy. Now, there's also videos of him floating around on Twitter. If you if you go and follow me on Twitter, it's uh, New Prisoner and the number six. Uh, you can see I'm tagged in these videos, and I've retweeted a lot of them too from from our friend Victoria uh, of this guy going on about the Hasidic Jewish problem in his area in New Jersey. This guy, former Army reservist and security contractor, who held a secret level security clearance when he and others uh, sieged the it says sieged 
the United States Capitol on January 6th. Yeah, he really sieged it. Um, Hale, Hale Cusinelli uh, was at the front of a mob that attacked police and smashed windows and doors to breach the Capitol, which was closed to the general public due to COVID-19 restrictions. <laughs> and they also had the construction site conveniently there. So just like in Double Dragon and other side-scrollers, there's there's a, a way for weapons to be spawned. But uh, the grounds... Sur- and what about the uh, what about the Capitol Police that were handing out bottled water to him and uh, oh, the that too, people? yeah, the way that they were inviting and the way that Ray Epps took down all the signage, yeah, you're very good in, in bringing that up, Chris. Uh, <laughs> yeah, come on, Graves, you need to be hydrated while executing a deadly insurrection and throw over the, uh, overthrow yeah, you, the government. I mean, you don't want to cramp oh, up while trying to me. hang Mike now Pence. You tell me information <laughs> that would have been useful to me yesterday. <laughs> Nobody wants side cramps while trying to pull yeah. a guillotine up. You know, <laughs> exactly. Think about it. You That's have the right. opportunity to piss on Nancy Pelosi's throne and you can't squeeze one out because you're dehydrated. Terrible plan. Yeah. It's in my all <laughs> See, over. And, and I yeah. saw a shot earlier, John Henry, speaking of which, uh, of somebody sitting at Nancy's Nancy Pelosi's desk. But it, I found out. It wasn't actually Nancy Pelosi's desk. It was it was like in the lobby of her office or something like that. It wasn't her official desk. So don't you worry. Hmm. It's still yeah. sacred. <laughs> hey, when when Colbert's people broke in, do you think that they served them like, you know, Pellegrino or Perrier or Champagne or You know, they probably went and stuck gum in the locks of like Rand Paul's uh, office, you know, and other people like that. You know, like just I don't that's imagine them doing anything nice there. <laughs> Putting yeah. fake dog shit on this. Yeah, seat. I hope nobody uh, picked up anything from catering that day. Brings me I hope back. you all ordered out. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't trust any of them around any of my food. The best was Trinus Evans, though. Trinus Evans, he's passing shots of fireball in her office. Oh, see. So that's the best. <laughs> I don't know. Fireball, John Henry. Ooh, that sounds like a headache. That sounds like a really bad headache. Now, waking up the next day and realizing that um, you're on camera in Nancy Pelosi's office, <laughs> that has to be one hell of a hangover story, though. <laughs> Fuck the headache. I gotta tell you. <laughs> I mean, <that's- laughs> Didn't he dump in one of the drawers? I would probably too? take a hundred of those headaches before I take that. <laughs> Every person that I've ever met that drinks Fireball was reason in itself to not drink Fireball. <laughs> There's a certain demographic out there. How you tell me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can't. Oh, man. Nasty. No can do. But I also included for you guys in the no. Substack this week, um, this is also uh, paperwork from the Hughes Foundation. This is what the lady I was talking about, the Cynthia Hughes character that claims to be his uh, adopted um, some sort of aunt or whatever you want to call her. Um, but this, this just goes over um, their nonprofit and how much money they bring in. Yeah, which is a lot. Um, how it goes out to, well, the majority, it all goes to them, um, you know, doing things, whatever those things <laughs> are, who knows, right? But uh, for any of you folks out there that are just like, hey, I know a lot about financial stuff and I'm bored. Have a crack at it. Here's some documents. Let's have yeah. some fun. Yeah. Let's, let's, follow, let's follow the I money trail. Let's see where this goes. But um, now- yeah, and you know what? They shouldn't even have to follow the money trail. It's you know we want to separate ourselves from this racism crap that they, that yeah. Democrats put on yeah. everybody. That plug, you know, made Trump look like he's racist. And not that I'm brought, you know, there's things I don't like about Trump because he hasn't stuck up for the J Sixers until lately. Yeah. You know, 
He should have been doing so that all along. Just embrace, you know. Uh, but but again. it's the yeah. It just it's you know it's it's the racism thing that people need to just recognize and 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 know because it's in doc. It's recorded now in court with the sentencing memorandum. It talks about him being racist with everything that he's done, and um, we don't want to be tagged with racism because we're not yeah. racist, and so. Why? Why would any patriot want to be associated with something like that? And that's not to say that you he know, doesn't deserve a fair trial, right? Like we're not arguing against like his, his sure. rights well, or anything like that at all. We're just saying that like this the, this yeah. whole situation would have been handled a lot better had people been a lot more transparent. Um, had they had just been forthright with just like if if there is that sort of thing going on with their organization, like hey, if, that, if that's yeah. the kind of organization you want to run. Go right ahead. I'm not going to donate to it. I don't think other Trump supporters and Trump voters and other people would probably want to donate to it. But don't don't try and sneak into the Trump camp and like, you know, get hugs and kisses with everybody and pictures to put on social media and pump up your 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 donations and everything like that, which 99 percent of it goes to like you and your crew and not the actual J6ers that are that people want to donate to. And, and especially with the accusations yeah, that I've heard about people getting beat up in jail over this stuff, too, with who's going to get the money and who's uh, aligned yeah. with who and who's with uh, little Timmy and who's not with them. Um, I've heard way too much of that to have that be uh, to, to, I, I am. I'm not OK with that. So we're going to we're going to continue with this story. No, it has caused a lot yeah. of grief. Well, the thing is, yeah. Gary, you know, for them, they're so adamant on painting. It's all about that word extremist, right? So whatever adjective yeah, they absolutely. can lump onto the stack of shit to try to, you know, confirm yeah. like C, C, C. So, of course, it's racism because that's an extreme opinion on things, you know, and that's the ridiculous part about the whole entire thing is, again, it's nothing to do with race. If anything, you think about the people that went to the Capitol, right? Whether or not you think that yeah. it was a, a poor idea, whatever it may be, they were there for the freedom of all Americans fighting yes. for every American. They weren't there to fight for white America. You know, they, they wanted yeah. everybody's rights to remain intact. And that was the whole entire goal behind that. And, and that's just, yeah, it's all about it the division, bad. division, division, man. And that's what they do now is the fucking race card. And I've said this before on the show, like what's yeah. unbelievable is they convinced people that weren't racist, that they were, they were racist when the whole entire white guilt narrative came out, you know, and everybody's now apologizing yes. like, Hey, you dipshit. You've never For done me, anything yeah. that's a racist or race based inclination in your life. You idiot. You're not fucking racist just because you're not African-American hispanic some sort of minority and that's like it goes yeah. back we talk so much about the brainwashing i mean to me that was like beyond obviously everything with the pandemic that was just another one of those signs yeah. where i'm just like my god these people are fucking brainless man i will yeah, say you really say i'm sorry though. i'm sorry for my white guilt what what do you what for my white privilege yeah and, you know uh, uh, huh what the fuck are you talking about? You came from the lower middle class, a lower class family, and now you're apologetic for what? I mean, it's the one crazy. positive out of all of this, though, was yeah. for Chris Graves because he got to see a lot of other people wash people's feet, which is what he's really into. Yeah, that is true. Oh, right. he does That's enjoy that. 
Good to know. Yes. <laughs> well, that's actually a perfect transition into our one of our. Um, I think we're going to call this a, a breakdown, where we just go into a topic that we've wanted to talk about for a long time, and just haven't really gotten a chance to really like just jump right into it, jump right down the rabbit hole, as other people will say. Hey, if if we make this a new segment, I feel like we have to have an appropriate a breakdown musical uh, <laughs> entrance. Into this I just thought yes. of that too. I was thinking of that. I'm too. totally down with that. I was I'm totally down thing. with that. We'll, okay. we'll have to we'll have to whip something up. <laughs> the new prisoners breakdown. We yeah. We need. To, I have my H string guitar. I can see if I can slap something to together slap here. Something. All right. So happy to be absolutely. But um, no babies, Chris. <laughs> all right. Wayne's World. Oh, Wayne's for world. sure. Uh, definitely. De- <laughs> definitely a lot of that going on. Party time. Oh, man. What what a inspiration. You know, if the, those guys can make it, anybody can, right? That, that was the beautiful thing about Wayne's World. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh, I think you were talking about Laverne. Surely. Yes. And Laverne. Well, that's what they were based off of, right? <laughs> that's that's where they can. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I object, Your Honor. Well, Graves, um, uh, you're the uh, go-to expert sort of on these uh, <laughs> things for us here at the New Prisoners. Uh, things like, um, well, we, we talked about 9-11 oh. last week. And when we talk about other things oh, yeah, okay. like uh, yeah. uh, Columbine or Sandy Hook and, and basically every third rail conversation, you know, the kind of shit that gets you thrown off the Internet. Um, <laughs> well, we love that yeah. stuff here. We love that smoke, don't we? Uh, we, we smoke our pork meats and it just like that's yeah, smoke, just baby. like John Heavy uses his Traeger grill, oh, not sponsored by Traeger, but we'll take it. Not sponsored by Traeger, but we sure Hell do love. Yeah. It. Hey, quick side note before we move into this, because we're going Sponsor? into this sort of topic, is um, Whoa. I would like to announce a, a very uh, a very exciting thing happened for me. I was approved oh, wow. for my TSA preacher. Holy cow! <laughs> now, what's funny is when I went through that the guy's going to miss touching your balls. It basically, it, it <laughs> says, um, you know, yeah, that's a whole different story. But it says, you know, if the FBI deems that you are a threat, and I got to tell you, I was genuinely fucking concerned that they were going to go, nah, man, we know who you are. <laughs> we, especially when you look at, you know, with Meta and Facebook, and now we've seen over this last week that they were feeding information to the FBI about any private messages in between people uh, in regards to questioning the outcome of the 2020 election. So uh, I just want everybody to know you keep, keep, oh, yeah. keep, keep hopeful guys. Amazing things can happen. So I was approved for my wow. pre-check. That is one less finger that you have to worry about in life. <laughs> yes. They, they like the big boys. They enjoy that. Pray for no sexual assault. <laughs> yes. Oh, I make him sexually assault me publicly, Graves. Last time it happened, I made him do the full pat down right in front of everybody in the security line. I said, no, I'm not comfortable in a private office. Do it right here. <laughs> the guy goes, uh, sir, I go, well, you heard me. Did he come, or, right did he come or what? I mean, is he a little spot on his pants? Keep <laughs> oh. it tasteful, man. All right, Graves, what kind did of chaos do you have for us? <laughs> yeah, Thank you for your subtlety, Mr. Graves. Well, we got the... Uh, got the fantastic delay in my video that makes me look like a bloated buffoon well that's because you're using an iphone one to record but that's okay we got this um what i was going to do is i'm, I'm going to switch over to some of the articles that uh that graves sent me and uh we'll just kind of like walk through this story a little bit because guys you've done such extensive research yeah, for this and, and for our friend donald jeffries um for his books and stuff 
that um, I, I think that, you know, as, as we kind of face, I'm not even making a face. What's up now? Nice. No, oh, okay. Very All good. Right. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump right into it then. Uh, so I have this one from IntelliHub. Now you were telling me, unfortunately, IntelliHub is no longer a hub. It, it is, it is deceased. It is a, a dead parrot of a website. Yeah, it got in. It, it supposedly, supposedly, it uh, got infiltrated by a lot of uh, trolls, government trolls, and everything, and uh, no longer exists except on uh, the way back. Oh, those bastards ruin everything, don't they? I hated the fucking trolls. First, they're ugly. Next, yeah. what the the texture yeah, like of their when, hair uh, is gross. Was scared, like troll hair texture is gross. I don't want to touch it. And God knows what it's made out of these days, right? The chemicals and shit they put into stuff. Like how much glyphosate, like what and whatever oh. else, of plastic, oh, yeah. plasticized Chinese people went into making those trolls in the nineties. <laughs> it's amazing. Like when I'm buying toys well, for my daughter. Well, anyway, so the Las Vegas <laughs> massacre. Um, All right, get out of graves. We're being killed by plastic. Uh, <laughs> and broccoli. All right, so <laughs> basically, this whole uh, massacre went away. The FBI wanted it that way, apparently. Um, they still don't have a motive. And at one point, they had a second suspect, and that suspect went away quietly. Tucker Carlson even brought that up a few months after the, uh, the tragedy in October of 2017. Um, basically, in the days, uh, you know, right when uh, YouTube started really censoring a lot of video. I think this was one of the events that kind of led to that process being sped up a bunch because there was all kinds of footage that came out in the hours after onto YouTube of helicopters in the air with gunfire coming from them, gunmen on the ground shooting. There's actually a, ta a famous video that you can still kind of find really look of a woman uh, taxi driver that is hearing is recording herself on her cell phone and actually playing you can actually hear the difference in the uh, locations of these gunshots they're not coming just from uh, up above but from all over the place she's on the streets of the Vegas strip and she's hearing gunfire of different calibers <laughs> to be fair, that's a pretty typical night on the Las Vegas Strip. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. <laughs> Especially these days. Yeah, it's gotten... Uh, Not to make no, light of no, the situation, but, but it's fucking wild, wild west. Yeah, no, I mean, the only the only thing that I could, that I could speak to that is uh, not the gunfire so much, but the lack of... Um, the lack of restrooms, if you're not willing to actually uh, gamble or, you know, pay money for anything. So you don't I mean, really what's weird, Graves, is I remember when, when it immediately thereafter they were talking about multiple suspects. Yes. I mean, you know, the hour after the shooting and happened. you're not alone. You're not alone because if you get, he's actually out there, and I have them, uh, not with, with me right now, but I have the tapes of the police uh, scanner, and they're talking about multiple suspects on the ground. Not even hmm. the, not even the, you know, the Paddock guy, Stephen Paddock, was, uh, you know, the sole blame in the end. 
but they had uh, multiple witnesses. There's no motive. And there's also witness. I, I actually have the police reports with the witness statements uh, describing three other guys in fatigues on the ground that are shooting at passerbys. And the weirdest thing on the police scanner footage, uh, not footage, but like the radio scanner, there's, there's gunmen at other casinos up and down that strip. And there's actually evidence of uh, pools of blood at, in the Tropicana, um, various other ones too, and in and, uh, and shells, uh, bullet casings and things that are seen on the ground and stuff. And some of these articles from IntelliHub um, go into that. Well, Grace, I, I wanted to point out to our audience, too, uh, for those that are listening, that right now I'm staring at a, a headline that says, Las Vegas Massacre Survivor Dies Abruptly After, post, after Posting yep. Her Detailed Eyewitness Account of Multiple Shooters on Facebook. Weren't we just talking about Facebook just yep. giving information over to people? <laughs> and then she abruptly dies? Yep. You mean that they could have uh, supported whatever entity this could have been perpetrating this thing with her, you know, exact geo? Oh yeah, should we? It's just like, like when you have a cheating whore of a ex or something like that, and you find out like the FBI is just giving it up to everybody, right? Because it's not just like mm-hmm. or Facebook. Like when it whenever it comes to like Facebook, that if they're willing to just give over any information that they want, you know, to the FBI, who else are they willing to hand it over to? What what sort of evil well, that dark makes me magic? Think of, um, Bob <laughs> you Lazar, know? you guys all know Bob Lazar, right? The Bob guy that um, reverse engineered oh, the yeah, UFOs. Yeah. So the reason yep. that they pulled him out of there is because the government was spying on him and his family, and they caught his wife cheating. Mm. That'll do and, it. And they yes. supplied them with that information. And they uh, they actually thought that that was going to be a problem, like. Yeah. Uh, with He'd him become emotionally being, unstable. Uh, turmoil and everything. And that's yeah. where they came up with this exactly. script for ET, yeah. right, Grace? Or was that Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Uh, no. Uh, no, his batteries were oh, beautiful, beautiful yeah. reference. Love it. Absolutely. <laughs> those, those little flying wizards. And the, uh, the ever, the ever uh, beautiful, um, oh, what was the one? River Phoenix and Ethan Hawke and all that. Oh, I used to watch it all the time. They had a trash can. They turned it into a spaceship. Come on, guys. Uh, I was going to say Stand By Me, but I don't remember any of the spaceship part. Yeah. <laughs> All right, never mind. That's the extended version. Play the navigator. We'll split the difference. All right. The last starfighter. Um, oh yeah, last starfighter. Um, but yeah, the Las Vegas massacre. Uh, this this is just um an, another article where I don't know. I I see these connections happening uh, right now with what we're talking about between like the Facebook connections here yep. and also um it says uh, Kimberly. Suchamil, 28, who attended the October 1st Route 91 Harvest Music Festival, passed away Monday at her Apple Valley home just days after she had survived the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history unscathed. Wow. It says that uh, Suchamil, who posted uh, her eyewitness account of the Las Vegas massacre in astonishingly vivid detail on her Facebook page on October 4th, subsequently passed away in her home on October 9th. Natural. Yes, for what reports claim to be natural causes. Now look at how old she is, yeah. guys. 
How many people that Raquel are Orchard witnesses that like this do we talk about on it's this show? So <laughs> like, do we have a count on that yet? <laughs> all the time. It happens all the time, doesn't it? I mean, it's just... Uh, well, if you look to the left, if you yeah. look to the left, it, the weirdest part about this for me personally is why are there accounts and actual physical evidence like shell casings and even blood pools? I've seen pictures of that, too. Uh, people got shot and killed in other um, areas of the Vegas Strip, not just that concert, but, like, what? what's, like, that's the oddest Twilight zone kind of thing about it. If you look to the left of yeah. this article here, underneath it says mm -hmm. the latest, if you look at it, it says businessman heard gunfire close to the Delano Hotel, smelled gunpowder, saw SWAT looking for more yeah. shooters. And it was like that at the Tropicana. It was like that at like four other. That's impressive at the but Tropicana because on? they pump that place full of this perfume shit that, that smells like tropical dick. And it's awful. It yeah, gags me. You can smell it through that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just saying like the. And also, you look at this. Also, it says the helicopter thing too. Like people, I, I've actually had the the ATF records where they do admit that there were um, helicopters like right above the uh, the concert as I shooting mean, was taking place. And there's videos that were okay. taken from I'm gonna, YouTube. I'm gonna play devil's advocate for a second. Go ahead. I have a I have a few justifications. You still for this. Devil? That's mm -hmm. me. Okay. There's a lot of nighttime helicopter tours in Vegas where people pay to fly over the strip. Yes, that's true. Okay. I Second thing that, is, yeah. so why could there be blood pools in the other hotels? Well, all these people were just trying to get out of that area. So they could have then went to hotels, tried to get indoors somewhere while bleeding, covered in blood. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here for a second. No, I don't believe for a fucking second. It was Stephen Paddock and Stephen Paddock only. But that being said, to me, that's a few rational justifications on those Indeed. things. Well, the pools of blood that I saw was, I believe it was from, um, it was either the Hustler Hotel or whatever. It was, it was one of them where it was in the auditorium where there was a concert going on. And it was all, it was like huge pools of blood, like where people were, it just, it's, it's, it, it was like too much blood for them to uh, just be finding, trying to fi find refuge. It, like, am I saying it the right way? Because like yeah, these doors are like locked. Yeah. Too. It's just, so it's like people got massacred in these other areas of these casinos. Like, because I, I've actually seen the footage where there were bodies just lying there too. And the SWAT team people like trying to turn people that were filming like away and stuff. And I don't know. The whole thing is just very weird. There's multiple things going on there that just. Well, here's a take. You know, and this isn't the only incident like where there's other locations. Like if you look at, if you go back to the Fort Hood shooting, mm -hmm. right? There was an other locations where there was gunfire. Um, That's not a part of that official story wow. either. There was a, a, a theater that was actually um, shot up that was across the way from the main, uh, the main location. And those details came out, and then they never brought up ever again. And the second and third shooters in that incident disappeared as well. Well, uh, I just wanted to, you actually just reinforced uh, what, what, I, what I'm going to deem as my little take right. here. 
is that they seem to they seem sure, to sure. rehearse these things a lot, don't they, Graves? Like these atrocities, like and they they kind of play them out and and like to me, like seeing something like this, knowing that there's like it's Vegas, there's fucking cameras everywhere, everywhere, and everyone has one in their stupid fucking hands too. They're staring at it while walking down the strip. They don't even look at the lights anymore. They're just staring at the light on their fucking phone. And like everybody has a million different angles yeah. and eyewitness accounts of this, but still this story has been complete, almost completely retconned from existence. Like you, you can't even bring it up anywhere. Yes. It's like case closed. If it is right. Like if you hear anything on the, uh, on the media about it, it's just like, Oh yeah, Stephen Paddock. He was the lone gunman and that's it. And, and it's just yep. like, and it says right here, just in, in shocking uh, print, you know, it, that uh, shockingly just days before her death, Sochimel posted key details about the shooting to Facebook, contradicting the official narrative that Stephen Paddock is a lone gunman. So when you have those sort of connections, like yeah. I actually read her, her, I read her Facebook account before they pulled it. And, and that's the craziest yeah. thing it is like these, these people tried to get their version of the story out and now they're gone and we cannot contact them. Right. So like now we're, Natural causes, and she was a young well, lady. Yeah, and, and and now we're in this situation where the story's being buried. You know, the the actual account of what happened that day, you you, you cannot speak of it. And and it really, like to me, the eerie and really creepy thing about it is, is Facebook, it, it, their involvement, because like when whenever they can monitor things like these accounts and report them to whomever, right? Yeah that these things can be sort of taken care of. And um, that doesn't sit well with me, but also that they can also, I mean, Facebook was terrible during COVID, right? Like they were awful with, with their censorship and, and they yeah. caused untold amounts of harm with, with the censorship well, that they well, did. Let's just stop calling it Facebook, by the way. It's, it's lifeguard or life, life, life log. log. Oh rather, yeah. It's definitely a log <laughs> and not the, it, not the good life, Ren and Stimpy kind. Life log got pulled. The day that Facebook, yeah, LifeLog got put on ice the same day that Facebook went live. Well, yeah. There was some kind of deal that was made with the uh, the Winklevoss or wh- however you pronounce it, the twins there that were in the movie. Yeah, because how do you offload they were military technology and- into the private sector to yeah. make money off of it? That's what all these cats do. This was this was all DARPA military technology. Not just that, but to get the information, on and a lot of people have told me that Zuckerberg is just a—he's just like a, a kind of like Gates in a way, where like he's just a rube, like he's just there because like we can stick him in front of cameras and stuff like that, and everybody thinks he's weird, so like everyone just leaves us alone. But really, that that Zuckerberg didn't have. Well, all I gotta say is he had nothing to do with yeah. Facebook, and that's what Facebook yeah, was. Absolutely. You know, that that really wasn't his idea, just like people know now, you know, thanks to shows like this and others that Bill Gates wasn't responsible for Microsoft's success, you know, when it came to like programming or coding or making anything right. That he was basically just a and his his mother was a part of uh, Planned Parenthood. uh, not, Not a shocker to anybody, I hope listening. But yeah, we've we've covered the. Goes into the whole his Galton Institute ties, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, the, which they changed from the eugenicist, you know, mm-hmm. uh, club or whatever the fuck, you know, to the Galton Institute just to hide the eugenicist ties there. But um, no, but what I was getting to here with this uh, story, though, that that I'm glad that you you sent to us is that 
you know, these these stories seem to have a way of uh, wrapping themselves up and going away. And what can make something disappear from the public consciousness is the involvement of an entity like LifeLog, Meta, Facebook, Instagram, fuck you, whatever it is, right? Yes, oh, absolutely. And YouTube as well. Like YouTube is just as fucking guilty as this. Like Alphabet is just as guilty in this. All those videos disappeared within yes. days, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, moving on to the next article. John Henry said about the helicopters. That's yeah. true. But you know what? Coming from the helicopters, it looks like there's gunfire coming from these helicopters in these videos that disappeared. Yeah. This was the headline that you had mentioned before, too. The eyewitness to Las Vegas massacre uh, smelled gunpowder in the lobby of the Delano a hotel just after the shooting heard gunshots from around the corner. Um, so this will be attached to the source list as well. Um, and then on the next one, I think, yeah, this is the bombshell that women that a uh, woman that discussed Vegas massacre shooting fish in a barrel shortly before shooting the John Henry, you brought up that you had heard about this woman that was warning people beforehand. And there was warnings beforehand. There was a woman who said, you're all going to yeah. die. Yeah, Yeah. it says in an interview with Big League Politics Thursday, and this is way back from uh, October 11th of 2018, uh, it says in an interview with Big League Politics Thursday, a former CIA chief of uh, station and the president of Americans for Intelligence Reform discussed a bombshell revelation buried within the police final report regarding a premeditated conversation about the shooting, which occurred at the venue 30 minutes before Stephen Paddock and here they go with, you know, just rained bullets on the crowd. Okay. Then they get a little creative there. You could always tell when they're going into the bullshit sort of when they start getting into stuff like adding like rained bullets. Uh, but this is actually out of the final police report, said Brad Johnson. So there was a young woman. I've exchanged phone calls with her, he says. She doesn't want me to use her name, so I'll respect that wish of hers. But she is a Department of Homeland Security TSA employee. So she's not going to be patting down John Henry anymore. So she's trained in security and observing and so on. And it says almost exactly a half. Now, see, this is where you're you're building her up a little bit here. Yeah, she's the expert. All right. Uh, Almost exactly a half hour before the shooting takes place. She's at the back of the concert and looking forward towards the stage with all the people with their backs towards her, naturally. Unless it's like a Motley Crue show, then their back might be turned. Um, Johnson said, at the back, there had been a previous concert. There were some bales of hay and some things being put away. But it was a pretty big stack, and on top of that stack, there were two young women. After relaying uh, the in-depth description of the two women provided by the TSA agent, Johnson dropped the bombshell. The first woman says, those stupid fucking white people, they're going to know how it feels. They deserve this. Wait until later, according to Johnson and the report. The second woman, who's the rambunctious one, says, yo, like shooting fish in a barrel. Are you getting this, baby? I love you, he said. According to Johnson, the TSA agent, the women were live streaming the occasion. Police have never been followed up uh, with the women described by the TSA employee. And you can watch the interview here connected to the article. That's wild, man. That is really wild. Now, 
Well, there was another woman that was uh, 30 minutes beforehand who was running up and down saying, you're all going to Yeah, this die. is what John Henry that was talking that, about. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Easy yeah, that's... Um, yeah, yeah. The, the thing is, with, with eavesdropping, I don't know, man. I, 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 I have to admit, I do like eavesdropping conversations in public sometimes. And you do hear people say some really weird shit. And I have like had to really bite my tongue at times to like just not burst out in, in laughter because I'm I know that I'm the only person listening. Yeah, like when they talk about Blumpkins and stuff, you know, catch yeah, it really or... does. It's, it's, especially when they're on the on the like a, a Zoom call with their their church. But um, now let's uh, wow. let's flip over to this. Uh, you cool. sent this. This is uh, vanishing witnesses of the Vegas shooting. What happened in Vegas? Episode eight. There's a lot of them, man. Wow. Yeah. So this is from Journeyman Pictures. Uh, That's what got Don, Donald Jeffries. Uh, okay. Impressed. Yeah, all the uh, the missing witnesses that uh, I sent him over the last awesome. year. So I attached this video yeah. to this week's source list too. So definitely make sure to check that out. Um, and then the next article, this uh, is from Winter Watch. It says, whatever became of Las Vegas shooting hero, Jesus Campos. And uh, this is from June 18th of 2019. He's an enigma. Yeah, this is um, it's weird with the, the yeah. can and stuff there. It says, now, the latest... You went on Ellen. Yeah, I remember that. And and um, I think I have another article that you sent about well, that, That was too. odd, too, because she, she had, yeah, she had like a um, PowerPoint presentation, and she was all stern with the guy. And uh, the guy didn't even look like the guy in the picture that supposed to be yeah, let me get that picture back up yeah. and he went missing too uh, to mexico like a couple of days before this you'd figure if you're involved in like some There's a lot of, of weird stuff and the employees <laughs> the employee said he wasn't an actual uh, security guard yeah they probably guard. got him the fuck out of town i mean it sounds like especially if you want to keep somebody quiet it's best to do that by you know hiding him somewhere in mexico right you don't want him just running up and down the strip like at every bar every night being like hey buddy let me tell you a story <laughs> you know that guy steven paddock totally yeah, didn't do it always going to latin america yeah. Huh. yeah i mean and that's where that's where our intelligence agencies hide a lot of their their skeletons that that's that's for sure I mean, if you look at where just Banana Republic came from, it's from, you know, cunts like the CIA. But um, now it says here, the latest whereabouts of MGM security guard Jesus Campos is unknown. But in December 2018 came news that MGM gave him a substantial, substantial gag settlement. Wow. So paid him off even too. Wow. Now, Winter Watch speculates that a Las Vegas mass shooting hero security guard is, in fact, a false persona and a cutout. There's another term for that we can apply to certain people. Uh, evidence came forth suggesting that there was no Jesus Campos shot in the leg on the 32nd floor of the MGM Mandalay on the night of October 1st, 2017. There probably wasn't a Stephen Paddock either. That's interesting. So the guy they said well, it did it not even there. I don't know if you remember, but the uh, the coroner actually wouldn't would refuse to uh, release the autopsy results for a long time. Wow. wow. What's up with these shady coroner reports, too? You know, haven't we noticed that with like different yeah. uh, J six cases there, Gary? Like we've we've noticed the connections there between yeah. that and uh, also George Floyd. We brought that up when we talked to the Hornets' ankles. Oh no, that's that's Chris Graves. No, we when we talked to the B lady, Columbine. Yes. 
Well, uh, well, yeah, go on because uh, here, let me switch back to the panel there because um, you know, that, that is another field of expertise yeah. of yours, my friend, uh, Chris, that um, I, I think you ought well, to let the audience I'll know. Tell you, you know, I'll tell you just based on uh, my conversations with Gary about the, uh, how they try to solidify the whole, uh, the racial aspect to uh, January 6th. That's just not there a made-up thing. It just seems like it's made up, you know, the whole thing. At Columbine, going as far back as that, Isaiah Scholes was the only person of color to be shot and killed, okay. right? At Columbine. And the witnesses in the library, and this is a very creepy thing, too. The witnesses in the library said that they heard Harris and Klebold you know, giggling and saying that, oh, look, I've always wanted to, I always wanted to know what a uh, N-word, you know, N-word, I always wanted to know what an N-word's brains look like. Wow. You know, and they said it multiple times, apparently. People said that they saw them, you know, sh shoot at Isaiah point blank in the face or whatever. But if you go and look at his autopsy report, he was never... He, his head and his face never received any kind of blunt force trauma. He was shot in the chest and in the shoulder. So someone coached those witnesses, like scared the shit out of these witnesses that were in the library to tell the media a different story, like including the lines about uh, wanting to see an N-word's brains and what they look like and all that thing, all that stuff. Because if you look at the official autopsy report, he was never shot in the head, so there would be no reason for them to be saying the things that the, these witnesses said that they, that they heard and saw. Like, he wasn't shot in the face, but that became a huge part of the Columbine story in 1999 in the press when they said that they were, you know, all about uh, Hitler and all about wanting to shoot jocks and minorities. Well, guess what? He was the only minority. Well, there was Kyle Vasquez who um, was mental. He, he had a mental handicap. There's evidence that he wasn't even shot in the library where they officially said his he was killed. Now, my friend Jen Small Thompson that I actually had on my show, the first mm -hmm. episode, she witnessed bodies that were in different places that eventually made their way into the library. So there, the authorities at some point were moving bodies around to one central location, which cuts down on the, it, it cuts down on the likelihood of other shooters, possibly up to eight that were actually re reported by cops and students and teachers that day, down to the two lone nuts, right? The two patsies, whatever you want to call them. So it goes even back there when, I was talking to Gary about like when they have this racial narrative that they want to introduce, it goes back to Columbine. And then when January 6th, they, they have these different things. And yes, the coroner, I guess wouldn't play ball because <clears throat> there was no, nothing about Isaiah Scholes having any kind of shotgun blast to the face. And that's not what the witnesses, the kids in the library told the media after now, whether they were threatened or they, their families were threatened? Because remember, those cops that were outside of Columbine, they took three and a half hours to get in there. So there was a cleanup team 
of some sort, including the adult shooter that my friend Jen Small actually identified outside the door, trying to calm Klebold down because he somehow came out of his trance or whatever mind control shit that was going on. He was trying to calm him down. And this guy was like a military guy in his 30s, with like a crew cut, and it was not Eric Harris. Eric Harris was already dead in the library. Whether or not this adult shooter killed him first, I don't know. But there were other shooters, and there were shooters with black masks, too, being reported that whole day. And officially, Harris and Klebold never had any masks on. So there's all kinds of stuff. I don't know why I went on that. It was, oh, because of Vegas has a lot of this weird stuff. There's witnesses that saw a lot of shooters that were on the ground that weren't even in up in the uh, the Mandalay. Well, in the bag. corners, reports too. So anyway, like uh, that's that's the thing. Like you made a connection there with just like some of these anomalies that exist within the corners reports. Like the things that just don't take my yeah, word for it. Exactly. Look it up. It's out there. Isaiah Scholes autopsy. He's nothing about a shotgun or a shot to the face or the head at all. But if you go back and look at all these witnesses in like Newsweek or Time Magazine, all these interviews in that first week after it, they all mention how they uh, the black kid got his brains uh, blown out. Officially, the coroner doesn't agree with almost it. like the line was predetermined. So that's right? uh, putting that whole race. Yeah, almost like the line was like already. Scripted. Yeah, and there's also there was. Exactly. Like Eric Harris's notebook and his website possibly could have been um, a construct from his uh, black ops father, Wayne Harris. A lot of people had uh, speculated back then because he had a lot of ties with the Air Force, um, hmm. special ops. And he actually works for a uh, company called Flight Safety that was responsible for uh, training some of the 9-11 hijackers as well. And if you remember... They said that the Columbine killers wrote in their journals that it, had they been able to escape from Columbine after killing everybody, their next plan, their next phase was to hijack an airplane and fly it into a skyscraper in New York City. And this is two and a half years before that scenario actually happens. So you got Wayne Harris there, connections with 9-11 and all this other stuff. So everything in the end, if you really look at it, Everything usually is connected together. These aren't isolated incidents. Well, no. and it's all this trauma-based mind control on a mass scale. Starting, in my opinion, in a lot of people like Dave McGowan with JFK assassination, which killed the innocence of the country for a lot of people. It brought dark, dark times. Certainly. Now I'm by myself. But, um, yeah, with uh, Gary's uh, connection, he just messaged me and said that uh, his connection was dropping on him. So uh, hopefully we can get him back. But uh, let's move on, Grace. Uh, let's let's check out some more of the stuff that you sent uh, to uh, to us. Uh, this is another one from Winter Watch here. It says, uh, Las Vegas security guard shot by Vegas killer is not registered as a security guard in the state of Nevada. That's what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Very odd. And it's also, apparently, uh, it's uh, forwarded from the Gateway Pundit, too. It says it's being reported that the security guard made famous in the Las Vegas shooter story is not even registered as a guard with the state of Nevada. Is he even a guard? Why was he there? And then uh, the next... Now, do we know if Eugene Goodman was an actual Capitol Police officer uh, or that's, not? That's something to... <laughs> I have to ask these questions. Yeah, now. always, always you know verify I mean? these types of things, folks. Like the when we ask these questions, who becomes you know, the hero? 
Back yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When when some, especially when uh, the media is painting somebody as a hero, um, it, it, you you probably yes. want to just double check because when the media decides that people are heroes, yeah, no it, it, they. <laughs> Yeah. Are they really that good at, at their decisions? Like, right? Are they really has the mass media really been good with what yeah. it's backed, you know, the past several decades? <laughs> you know, so when whenever they're touting somebody like, oh yay, let's yeah. all celebrate <laughs> this hero, you should question it a little bit. Not not this, you know, the if you look at the like Todd Beamer with nine eleven, he's the let's roll guy, yeah. remember? Flight ninety three, yeah. let's roll. Guess what? He worked for a CIA front company called Oracle, which is was founded by a guy named Larry Ellison, oh, yep. who's actually one of the most richest people on the planet. And Larry Ellison actually had the Let's Roll story uh, that he told Todd's coworkers before Todd's wife um, even knew the official. Oh, he got story the Rolling Stone treatment too because of Neil Young's song "Let's Roll." that he came out with yes. at the time, like the full media right. propaganda uh, in, in full, in full effect. You got songs, you got so articles. Didn't, was working for the mm, CIA. Yeah. It all seems to come yeah. together. That became the big, the big hero story of nine 11, right? Was the let's roll. Oh that yeah. Was it. Out of all that tragedy, that was the, Man, I saw Neil perform that song. Got to look in the background at the, around that time, and it was also funny too, where he came back and in, in touch with oh, his wow. old buddies, uh, David Crosby, because it's not like David Crosby doesn't have any strange ties, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, to royalty or yeah, anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but moving on, uh, it's a, <laughs> a, another one from IntelliHub. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Private. Paramilitary firm yeah. worked hand in hand with LVMPD on the night of the Las Vegas massacre. So, what we were talking about before, Graves, where I was coming up with this angle where they seem to test things out in the it, like, rather beforehand or even during or after these sort of atrocities. Well, this is another one that's really frightening, right? Is that if they can have these sort of domestic terrorist active shooters in places, well, what's the response got to be for that? Well, obviously, we got to have bigger guns than the active shooters. So we need this whole fucking armored tank, <laughs> right? We need this whole fucking armored you remember tank. The, uh, remember Harrison yeah. Klebold? Remember Harrison Klebold I was just mentioning? Those two uh, yes. corps from Columbine? Well, apparently, uh, apparently they needed army tanks and a NATO truck to be at the scene of that, uh, you know, of their shenanigans back in 1999. Now, NATO is not, is not allowed to be on U.S. soil whatsoever. So that, uh, right then and there, that's high treason. And, uh, the fact that there were army tanks at a high school shooting that was supposedly random very suspect because like i said my friend from columbine jennifer she actually saw these army tanks and military vehicles on the scene after she was rescued after sitting in a classroom with her teacher who was bleeding to death for three and a half hours but apparently you know with just these two dipshit teenagers that supposedly killed themselves within the first 40 minutes of uh, the massacre yet 
there was gunfire going off all the way, you know, three and a half hours later, too. Apparently, they required these big military vehicles and NATO uh, personnel and vehicles. Well, and, and where was so, this shit? Yeah, and then when you look at Boston bombing, when they're looking for a teenager in Boston, they had rolled out the tanks there, too. It was to get people used to this military takeover scenario. In my well, well, where was this during Uvalde, though? Like, that's the thing. Like, where, where was this bastard, you know, during all that? We couldn't get one cop to even breach, you know, the, the line to even go in to, to, to try and stop the shooter in that case. Uh, we had family in the room. It was like Columbine, dude. SWAT team sat outside for three Disgusting. and a half hours. Same thing with Columbine. Same story. That That's one of the reasons why my friend Jennifer wanted, to, wanted me to help her tell her yeah. story. Because she finally had enough. That was her story too. SWAT team, they took forever to get in there and then her teacher died because of it. And the way that they behaved was even worse than the shooters that some of the witnesses even said. SWAT teams scared them more. So yeah, with Texas, I I agree. Where were they? Why didn't they breach? It always happens there's a stand down order. Now, I'm sick of hearing about it. It's always a yeah. stand down. I don't know. Sorry. No, no, it seems, no, it's just, uh, I'm just thinking because it it just seems like when you notice that pattern over and over again, right, with all these things, and like we ask ourselves, like, how these death tolls get so high. Well, obviously, one of the things is that, you know, when you make a a gun free zone, it's like an invitation to somebody that wants maximum damage. And then when the response is, is that it's not just the 10 minutes it takes the fucking cops to get there. It's three additional hours of them standing outside going, well, I don't know what to do. We just have this big fucking tank and all this gear and all these guns. Oh, I, I, Do we well, send I'll them a cake? So- I'll tell you something even more creepy. Yeah. Six. Six. I'll tell you something even more creepy. At Columbine and Texas, this report said there were law enforcement on scene before any shooting actually occurred. Huh. So what was that about? Um, yes, there were latecomers. It's that party. whole military both, time versus incident. like regular time type of thing. There's sometimes they get <laughs> mixed up, so they just wind up yeah. early, you know. But you know, if if, if those guys, they, if you're they, if you're not early, you're late, NATO, right? NATO and uh, yeah. <laughs> CIA and NATO, they showed up early by accident <laughs> at a school shooting. You got to laugh at the insanity, man, of this world. But uh, now moving on, uh, this one from the New York Post. People uh, buy Vegas security guard was pressured into giving that interview to Ellen. Now, what we found out about Ellen, they came after Ellen pretty hard a few months ago. Do you remember that? Ellen thing is weird. Do you remember John Henry when every celebrity basically turned on Ellen and said that Ellen was a terrible cunt? (laughs) Oh, that they all loved her. They all danced (laughs) with her. Michael Obama swung his pee yep, with her, slapping around, and then next thing you know, they just <laughs> could not tolerate her her ill treatment of her staffing there because she was so mean. It's I love when these fuckers cannibalize themselves, man. It's but it, it feels like they burned her. No, she also said she'd do anything for the CIA. Yeah, too, at one point. it felt like they just like they just burned her. They were just like, you know what? Hmm? Because maybe maybe she's like, you know what? This is one too many pedophiles for me. I'm not going to have another one on this show. And they're like, you know what, Ellen, you don't deserve your spot anymore. So we're just going to put just like the little paper that Hulk Hogan well, throws I fireballs know, though, with like, just gone. But if you remember like her paintings and her house and shit were like bloody handprints. Oh, yeah. 
there was a lot of like, yeah, there was some gnarly stuff with her. Like she was obviously in deep with him. (laughs) I mean, not surprised. And let's not forget who was she with for a long time. Anna Hayes. Oh, I mean, yeah, I was about to say, I mean, any association with Mm -hmm. Disney these days with Nemo and all that (laughs) is suspect, but no, the, the Anne Hayes death, uh, I really like, I'm so out of the loop when it comes to like celebrity stuff like that, that I heard the rumors and speculation of her like sitting up and stuff like that. And like one of these bizarre, I saw the the video video too. We saw the video. That's fucking wild, man. She comes up from under the sheet. That's fucking wild. That's way too wild. Allegedly. Yeah. No, I saw it. You saw it too. <laughs> I saw the video. I was like, wait a minute. What the hell is this? I'm like, oh, that's fucking dead. weird. It looks like a horror movie. She's like fighting them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. This whole thing with Ellen and Jeffrey Epstein now. But, um, and lastly, I think we're coming down to. Uh, it always comes back to the pedophiles. They even, well, they even said that Timothy McVeigh still breathing when the coroner uh, when the coroner pronounced him dead and and they put him in the back of the ambulance they said he was still breathing yeah so he could be on the uh, the island with them too man that island sucks we should find that island and yeah no seal team six yeah. the island well, that's a true story though there was witnesses that said he's still breathing well, that's another one too you can't even no. seal team six people because they'll take their helicopter down as well right that's another way to cover up some yeah, things. That's, that yeah. yeah, they're really good really at that. Really good at that. Um, this one says, uh, Las Vegas resident, I saw three black helicopters flying forcefully into the city above the rooftops as if they were running a mission on the night of the October 1st massacre. So here's uh, some more corroborating uh, stories here about the helicopters. Um, and then also we have another article it wasn't a tour yeah. either. And, and then we had another article here. Uh, yeah, Allegedly. Yes, Vegas gunman Stephen Paddock's brother arrested <laughs> in child porn <laughs> probe. So just as we were talking about, like, you can't. Yeah. This is he was questioning too. his brother's. Uh, I swear, innocence, folks, I didn't show any of these articles to John Henry beforehand. So like us just talking about how everything connects back <laughs> yeah. to pedophilia. Again, here we go. No and if you. Clearly a blackmail yes. tool that they can utilize. They can put child porn on anybody's fucking computer. Yeah. If that brother was going to speak out of line, if that even is the brother to the alleged real person, Stephen fucking Paddock, what is the best way to eliminate any fucking speck of credibility? Oh, child porn. The ultimate blackmail. And whose tool is it? Like, that's the thing that we have to ask ourselves. Like, when we were talking about the playbook that's being run here and how we notice these similarities, who are the yeah. players that keep using these plays? Is it is it the FBI? That's what Dave McGowan wrote about in his research. You know, yep. is, is it the FBI? Is it, you know, the Department of Homeland Security that we've that's sprung up magically after 9-11, you know, that we're, that we're all domestic terrorists now? And this serves, like, these greater, yep. you know, type of overarching narratives like these big lies you know, let's 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 use what they project onto us about the election let's use it against them now these are the big lies you know the vegas shooting the, the you can include that yeah. in in our list of, of the big lies um now moving on to the yeah. sgt report um says alert on october 15 oh, 2020 yeah. youtube terminated both sgt report 
YouTube channels without warning or cause. And on yeah. October 22nd of 2020, Patreon, which we got something about them a little, a little bit later that we're going to talk about, uh, terminated the SGT report Patreon page oh, wow. without warning or cause. This is economic warfare, friends. And they're entirely correct. It is economic warfare. We we are mm-hmm. like, it's all yeah, war. it's all a war. Like when it comes down to it, like we are in, in a state right now where the global corporatist oligarchy, the the companies like we've mentioned before with like Alphabet with YouTube and their little toadies like Patreon and all these different companies that are dependent upon the big boys like the YouTubes and the Apples and the uh, Metas and, and the Life Logs and whatever the fucks and, and Life yeah. Log. Log. Life Flog. Yeah. That, that makes more sense. Yeah. Getting Log. flogged. But um, hmm, I like that. I, I like that for Facebook Flogging now. Mode. Flog. I'm just going to call it flog because that's what, that's what you're asking for. <laughs> like if you're building your, you're, you're building your reputation or your business or whatever else based on like what, how YouTube or Facebook yeah, flog, that, that's what you're getting. Uh, now in telehub, th- this is uh tag Las Vegas shooting. This is who, if you wanted a whole bunch of articles, there's a lot there. Thank yeah. you, Grace. Yeah. I you would like that. And speaking yeah. of child porn being planted on people's computers, there's Alex the, uh, Jones right there. Can we reach him. The we found him. <laughs> you can always you can always find him around these types oh, of yeah. breakdowns too, right? Uh, in case you folks didn't know, Alex Jones is broccoli, but um, no, but you always seem to find him too <laughs> around people that get pinched. So maybe don't be his friend. I don't know. No. Uh, but moving on, another one from IntelliHub, <laughs> Sheriff Lombardo. Can we- can we actually get some of the um, the headlines? What's up now? Sorry. Oh yeah, we can go back. I am. Wait. Uh, no, I was gonna say. We. Do you think we can look at some of the titles? Because uh, it's been a while since I actually. Oh yeah, this one uh, about we were just talking about uh, about coroners. I mean, Why did the like, coroner refuse to release the Vegas shooters' autopsy? Oh yeah, just like this scroll. Yeah, just scroll down. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, just like see what some of the. Uh, not to. I don't want. Um, I don't mean to take over, and I just mean like, see right there. Does this new footage reveal muzzle flashes from helicopters? And then they had uh, links to those videos. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. And that, that's and Bellagio. That's the thing. Camera wiped from the night of the massacre. Yeah. See, because there was shooting in there. Camera too. footage wiped. You don't say. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the did did yeah. the Bellagio get Epstein too? Is that what happened with the cameras? All of a sudden, the cameras yeah. just don't work. I've seen this fucking movie, Graves. Right? Like we've we've seen this one too many times. We're like, I'm sick of the fucking sequels already, man. Oh yeah, Princess Diana, the Pentagon. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, well, I'm glad you brought up Princess Diana because uh, Graves would would you be caught dead in, in the in the cattle yeah. herd that going to oh, yeah. see the dead queen? Like, I know that you've seen a lot of graves in your time. You've yeah. seen a lot of you know, places where things have happened and sure. things of that nature. But um, what what is yeah. it? I'll, I'll switch back to the panel real quick. Like, as, as far as like celebrity deaths and other things like that, what is your interest with the, the Royal Queen and her passing? We didn't really get to talk about it all that much last week. Uh, John Henry. <laughs> can you hear me, Grace? <laughs> For you, Grace. Yeah, I can hear you. I, I, I didn't know if John John Henry wanted to. Uh, oh, go first. oh, about the Queen's know. passing. I don't think I you you couldn't have forced John Henry to stand in that cattle line 
to see the queen for hours mm. and hours it's in that queue. The Royals, first of all, she yeah, in America, th- this see, was we, not her recent passing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> she's been fucking dead for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've heard uh, before. It, literally, Marina Abramovich was like the fucking VIP guest there. That apparently the spirit cooking fucking demon princess, you know, was the one that was the oh, family yeah. therapist trying to rekindle the relationship. Whenever the royal family spit, uh, spit, yeah, um, split and went to Canada. <laughs> it's disgusting. Representatives of all over the world. Oh, the queen. Oh, the queen. It's just unbelievable. Now, more importantly, her disgusting fucking son, oh. who is now going to be. <laughs> The king that wouldn't even touch his own fucking pen on his desk because he was, it was telling the servants, move it, move it, move it. Obviously, Andrew, just a fucking great stand up fucking citizen and a pillar of the fucking community. (laughs) They're all fucking scumbag, inbred fucks. Fuck them. I don't give a shit. And shame on everybody just fucking swooning over that event. It's disgusting. They prostitute this old bitch's death out and nasty shit. I don't believe in the fucking monarchy. No person is greater than another person. So good riddance is what I say. Yeah. And Graves? I'm an American. Yes. I'm an American, and uh, I'm pretty sure we uh, fought uh, some kind of war back in the day. Like five, six hundred years ago, right? For um, independence yeah. from there was something bullshit. that happened like yeah, in and around the area. That I am I'm part English and I don't care about the monarchy whatsoever. Just like we laud this bullshit like it was like fuck you. Not you, Graves, but her. Yeah. I mean, who gives oh. a shit? Like we fought in the amount of bloodshed and sacrifice that took place and what exactly. the, the fucking you know, the rebel army, the the civilian army did. For us to no longer be part of that bullshit and everybody fuck her corgis, fuck her stupid crown, fuck all of that nonsense. Corgis everywhere are offended. That's how I feel about that. (laughs) Chuck it, chuck it. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of hate mail from corgis. (laughs) writing us angrily with their little stubby legs. Oh say I'm living Okay, let me go back. Fuck their corgis. Not okay, corgis in general. <laughs> we, we, we have to settle that with the corgi community. So, who real. gives a shit, dude? You yeah. Know? And then the the royal, the, the royal shit, pedophile, fucking supporting, uh, you know, brother that is now going to be the king. We don't have kings. Oh, anymore. Philip once okay That's wanted to end life on works. Earth as we know it. So why why wouldn't? Uh, oh, of course. And what but, is the first thing we start with? Oh, as he's. He's ushered to the throne. He's immediately going to address the imminent threat of climate change. Fuck you, you fucking new world order sham fucking piece of I mean, of Graves, they we now have King shit. Chucky. I mean, that, that is a real thing. I mean, if we have a King Charles, Ooh, we do have a King Charles Chucky. Ray, so. So, that's yeah. something to play with. Oh, fuck with the Yeah, Chuck. that's right. <laughs> so. Fucking this big Sorry, Jack. Everybody. Back. Oh, the queen. Fuck you. Shut up. You bunch of pandering fucking dipshits. You really got off topic. In but uh, anyways, I, I blame myself. That's uh, I, I, I totally I get it. You too, 100%. <laughs> 
Yeah, I kind of. You got to go uh, get me all fucking worked up. But we're, we're getting we're getting um, down to the end of what Grace said. The Bidens had really shitty seats at the event. Oh, what? Them too. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, there was a picture that I saw a little bit earlier today of like they're like way in oh. the back. What's that? Fuck them all. I can't. I'm I'm shut. I'm fucking shocked. Old pudding pants made his way over there. <laughs> just. Hey, if I'm it here, was him, no, or if I'm it was this here. fucking body double, who knows? It's all fucking crazy. This whole whole entire world is fucking crazy, folks. It's a it's a fucking social and cultural construct. Who gives a Check shit point. about the coin? You know what I'm saying? So it's here's crazy. here's a new Sorry, idea about the Biden like mutant clones: is that they're actually they come in a <laughs> in a pudding talking. pack mix, <laughs> and like they had yeah, a special old. British one for him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so like it would. I like to think they're more like Flintstone yeah. pops where like you pulled it out of the freezer and there's a big machine that just pushes the stick up. Imagine just having <laughs> to like hold a hair dryer on it before you shot it in the neck full of like fucking whatever they give them. Like they, you know, to make him like w- w- aware of his surroundings. Hell yeah. Like that shit, that shit like, bacteria. They put it in there's freeze dried ones. Like you remember the, um, the little sponges that are like tiny and you stick them in water and then they oh, grow. Yeah. They like dinosaurs and shit and monsters. <laughs> they just drop a fucking Biden tablet. He just starts water. degrading <laughs> so fast, though. Like he just starts molting. Like just. Oh yeah. Yeah, He's like his funny. arm is about to literally fall off himself. at the podium, and then like they barely get yeah, him past it. You know where he saunters off stage and then just collapses into oh, a heap. <laughs> but like. And then these fucking people sit down and pretend this is serious to asking him about whether he's going to run 2024. Oh, I can't wait to get to the news. (laughs) It's going to be so much fun. Uh, But let's uh, let's wrap up this segment with the last couple uh, ones that Grace sent us. Um, This another one from IntelliHub. Sheriff Lombardo discounts helicopter theory, questions mental state of IntelliHub's editor in chief and others. Because the classic (laughs) move, the classic move is to not explain your situation or your story or anything or show the evidence yeah, it's just to call that. people fucking crazy like, and make it all go away <laughs> so oh yeah, yeah it did so uh, another one from IntelliHub here it says this video is archived um now you can go and check that out too this is congressman press on assertion of possible terrorist nexus yeah. in las vegas massacre Says a uh, congressman claims that he has uh, been made aware of credible evidence suggesting the Las Vegas massacre was a terror attack. Wow. And it was a Pennsylvania congressman, Scott Perry, who is a Republican. He indicated in the Fox News show Tucker Carlson tonight that the Las Vegas ma- massacre may have been a terror attack. The congressman said that he was recently made aware of credible evidence suggesting a terrorist infiltration led on the October 1st massacre at a country music festival where 58 people reportedly lost their lives. He says, let's face it, twice before the attack, ISIS warned the United States that they would attack Las Vegas. So, I th- Graves, it, correct me here. We know that they play both sides of these sort of things too, right? So if you're if you're playing it from the Republican side, you want to blame it on ISIS instead of the domestic terrorists or the white supremacists or whomever that the Democrats blame. But you still get the same response from the military industrial complex and and also the rest of Congress, which is, oh, yeah, we need to spend more money on on fixing this problem. So if you're if you're investing Raytheon and whoever the fuck else like this guy may have been, I'm, I'm just saying, you know. That it's yeah. easy to go out and make Raytheon these sort of claims. has a, a big connection to 9-11 yeah. as well. On the airplanes, yeah. there were a lot of 
Raytheon employees, and they all received awards for their. Hey, didn't Gary their work life. for Raytheon? Oh, oh no, oh, Gary. Yeah, no, I'm not even kidding. They actually got awarded. Uh, uh, they got awarded by the White House. These passengers that were just Raytheon employees, they got awards from the White House for giving their life on the America's greatest day of uh, wow. terror. Does that make any no, sense? No, I mean, it, it sort of does, but like how that all, it, it's just the coincidence again, as we say on the show all the time, <laughs> none. none. <laughs> yeah. There are no coincidences. So let me ask you this question. I'm going to pose it gotcha. to both of you guys. Let's just hypothesize we'll for a second, purely speculation. Now, obviously, the, the easiest route to go is, well, the anti-Second Amendment fuckers are the ones that would stage an atrocity such as this one. So my question, I'll go to you first, Graves. If it wasn't, in fact, some random lone wolf with no motive that just decided to kill a bunch of people and subsequently himself, who did it and why? Um, it was actually, there's a, there's a lot of evidence points towards a uh, an international arms deal gone very awry between a um, Saudi prince that our you know our government doesn't want to uh, rough, ruffle too many feathers with and it was actually uh, kind of a, a last minute thing where they they had you know, a patsy on hand or whatever, or they, they either brought his body in later on. And that's why you got the weirdness with the Jose Campo story and also the things, but yeah, supposedly uh, it, it looks like it could have been an, uh, an arms deal that went really, really wrong. And it had to do with uh, one of the Saudi uh, princes that our illustrious leaders love to hold hands and photographs all the time. So that's a very strong possibility. And it just got painted into this uh, lone nut scenario, like usual, you know, as a cover story. Possible, because uh, I don't actually think ISIS is a, is a thing. They're, they're just as much as a thing as Al-Qaeda was, which was not really a thing at all. Except for a bunch of, uh, you know, phantom soldiers from uh, the 1980s in the Mujahideen that the CIA wanted to utilize for... You know, uh, after the Berlin Wall came down in 1989, they needed to keep some kind of a boogeyman around. And then you got Tim Osmond, who, other, you know, was known as uh, Osama bin Laden. So, I don't know, that was pretty convoluted uh, guess, because I don't know for, for, for sure, but I'm pointing, a lot of it points to that, and that this Paddock guy actually had a lot of connections with uh, gun running as well, so. There's that. Man, that's wild. I just listened to a segment earlier today, uh, John Henry, about Logan Paul being involved in this uh, deal with WWE in Saudi Arabia and how he was going to go up against wow. Roman Reigns, who's the, the champion, right? And Logan Paul's had like two matches. So it makes no sense for Logan Paul to even have a match with Roman Reigns. But it's going to happen because the Saudis just want it to happen. And the Saudi prince is key in that so what graves just brought up here which is how they can just shift things the way that they want to and how people here will do it Look at yeah. oh well, we, well that's exactly yeah. where i was going yeah, we, how it. much that they sorry, have sorry. no 
I'm all over the place. I want to apologize to you guys and no. the audience. I have been unbelievably rude. No, you're fine. You're fine. And I, I, and I no, I love the fact that you brought up uh, Gashogi because I mean that's the type of thing that we've talked about when we uh, did our our talk about the dissident and and that documentary too, and what we found out about Twitter in that yeah. documentary, John Henry. Uh, what we found out about you know the Saudi government's influence on what people are going to say about them in the media in general. Um, they just have such a huge sway. So the, the what Graves, what you brought up there about this you know, being something that went awry or something that needed to be covered up. It, it, the reason why that seems so plausible to me too is again going back to the fact that you know this is one of the most surveilled areas on the planet Earth that has ever existed, along with a concert going on with everybody has a cell phone in their fucking hand, everybody, and then somehow this gets retconned from existence. It doesn't even get talked about, and it's case closed. But you know, Stephen Paddock, boom, he was the shooter. That's it. That's all anybody ever needs to know, and like it's not talked about on Ellen anymore. You know, Ellen's not talked about anymore. You know, there, there's, there, it's all being swept under some big rug somewhere. And, um, you know, whether or not it's just, you know, the fact that we've had, you know, COVID and uh, just Joe Biden's presidency in general, like the past couple of years to contend with here when it comes to news. So the fact that this doesn't get brought up a lot, um, you know, it's, it's, it could be to nobody else's fault aside from like the, American public's interest in these sort of things. Like it's something so random and horrific and frightening. Like the, the amount of concerts that I've been to in my life and how vulnerable that you feel in that environment. You are unarmed. You're surrounded by people you don't know and people can lose their fucking mind at any point too. And we, we just saw in the Travis Scott um, deal with Astroworld a few months ago. We talked about that on the show and just having situational awareness when you go out in these places, John Henry. Like to me, it's just like it, it's a it, when we talk about long term psychological manipulation, you know, the, 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 the we've talked about it before, like the, the type of trauma based, you know, conditioning that we've all been, you know, a, a prey of. You know, that, you know, over the years from 9-11 on and, and Graves even mentioned too, you know, the JFK assassination as, as the, the birth of utilizing this more, you know, in the American eyes, you know, in ears, just like what it is to be immersed in these uh, shooting videos, what it's like to, you know, to see the chaos, to see people suffering, to see people losing their lives. Um, it's really hard for people to deal with. So I understand why we just, we don't want to encounter it this is the monster in the closet that we don't want to open the door of and especially because you know the ones that seem the most clear cut probably aren't <laughs> again going back to what we were talking about before the people that you know they that our mass media deems as heroes are they really heroes you know and then john henry is like what you brought yeah. up uh on the last show and uh, i believe in the other previous shows too uh, with the person you talk to asking, are, are we the bad guys? Well, this is one of those things where we yeah. can't have an honest investigation into this, just like we can't have an honest investigation into 9-11 or January 6th, because yep. yes, we're probably the bad guys. But I don't know. I, I think. Well, what's the other, what's the other most surveilled area besides Las Vegas? Oh, New York. The Pentagon. Uh, yeah, the Pentagon. Yes, let's say. Oh, the Pentagon. <laughs> Pentagon, and guess what? People don't really mention that aspect of 9-11 too much. 
No, they anymore. don't. No, they don't. And and people forget, you know, as time moves on, you know, that, that, that history fades and like the tales just sort of, you know, get everything gets really simplified. I've noticed. And I thought about a lot about this sort of thing this past week. You know, we, we had a great celebration last week. We had a blast uh, talking to you graves and talking to Gary and talking to uh, our friends, guard and Dawn. And um, you know, it was, it was really nice, but also like just thinking about what we were talking about too, with like the future of Liberty about how people react and how we can get them to sort of notice us and what we do and how we can change our culture, you know, through getting more people into these sort of conversations. And I've been thinking a lot about this and this kind of goes into what we were just talking about here with the Vegas shooting is that people just simplify these things after a while, you know, everything just sort of fades into a couple different blocks. It's, it's not all the intricate little pieces that you see in like a, a, 1500 piece puzzle it's more like one of the simple fucking snoopy ones that we used to put together is when we were toddlers and you know and then that's that's what people think and feel about these great events after a while it's only the historians the researchers beautiful people like yourself chris uh, that they keep these stories alive for people to be able to study them. The people that want to go down, you know, the rabbit holes, the people want to go into these breakdowns with us that they're going to find, like when you put the time in and when you look into a lot of these things that it, you're going to come up with a lot of questions your own of your own. And I want you to, I want you to question them and I want you to look into them further and share that information with us, by the way, you know, drop stuff in our comments about this. Um, you, know, you know, we're on BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, and Brighteon. There's comment sections, all those places. Uh, there's a comment section on our Substack too. Please drop some comments about these topics and let us know what you think of them. And in your research too, uh, drop links and drop other things that you read, videos. We don't care. Now, um, just to wrap up this segment too, I think we were down to uh, one last little thing and then it was uh, oh, yeah, this Las yeah, Vegas yeah. shooting at yeah, least uh, two shooters that, recorded yeah. by a taxi driver at Mandalay Bay uh, so this is, oh, this is from uh, yeah. net. <laughs> thank you Steve and Glub Glub and, um, but uh, yeah that, that rounds it out and this these are all again uh, going to be included on our sub stack uh, this week so thank you very much Chris Graves for uh, doing all of that research um providing all those articles and videos like you have, you're, you're a great friend of the show for that. So um, let's, uh, let's move on to the news, John Henry. Um, I, I pulled this one because I figured that there's a lot of different angles to this 60 minutes interview, right? We could talk about his decline. We could talk about him being like made of, uh, of putting packets and, 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 and steroids and other shit. But really when it comes down to it, it's really just about the money, isn't it? Like, if you look at this pandemic, quote unquote, and what it's done to the world, it has corporatized the world. This is the new economy, the emergency economy. I don't give a fuck if it's the climate or if it's about gender or if it's about beans or if it's about electric cars. It's all about the fucking money. And the people that are making the money are the people that had a lot of money beforehand. <laughs> and all the rest of us, all the rest of us don't have so much now. And what we do have is inflated doll shit. <laughs> so it's not looking very good for the common man when it comes down to the economics of the situation. But when you look at companies like Moderna, 
BioNTech and Novavax and seeing their shit plunge, it says. After President Biden says the COVID-19 pandemic is over, man, that should tell you everything that you needed to know about those shots, doesn't it? Oh, I mean, we know now it was all bullshit, the whole entire thing. And and you're 100% right. It was all financial. So my question is, do you think the Pelosi's held on to their stock in these companies (laughs) or they probably dumped those uh, a couple weeks ago? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or yesterday. I think everybody knows that they're cheating at cards, right? So they have to lose yeah. a few hands to make it look like that they're not cheating at cards. But they're definitely cheating at cards. The whole thing's criminal. <laughs> it's all one giant criminal enterprise. And, you know, the, the whole entire pandemic was about two things, money and compliance, right? And power, obviously, yeah. uh, which comes with those two things. That you control the money, you control the compliance, you have all the power. a congressional audit of these motherfuckers? Like, seriously, like, I want to list left and right. I don't care. Like, Ron Paul, the son, uh, Uran Paul, you know, hey, I love Ron Paul. I think Ron Paul and what he did for America was great. Uh, I love his messages. But if Rand Paul's on that list too, fuck him as well. Like, every single one of these people that invested in these companies when they had foreknowledge of what was coming, what was being planned, maybe, you know, right? Anything like that. Like I, I want a congressional audit and every single one of these people that were involved and in, in pumping up this, this is to me, like I, this reminds me of wall street bets. This is exactly like GameStop stock. That's what this shit is. This is pump and dump. They, they've created a Hegelian dialect. They created the situation. They fomented the reaction. Right. And then the solution was they all made money off of dumping this fucking stock. And we're, we're starting to see it now. They pumped it up. They puffered it up. Oh, it's going to be the, the worst fucking pandemic. It's the worst thing. It's killed a million people, even though that half of those fucking people died in elevators or some shit. They didn't die of COVID. Like the, like the numbers that they're showing you, everything that they're showing you. I mean, should we trust these people at all after what they did to the fucking housing market in 2008? Like the fact that, that the course of my life would have drastically changed had they had not fucked up the housing market back then. Like it's just the economy and everything. The way that the economy even was during the Obama years. Do you want to think of the the bag of vomit that that was? And like, thankfully, we had a, a few years of reprieve. Right, we had a few years in the good where everything just seemed to be finally getting back to like what felt like America. And then we nosedived straight into this fucking catastrophe that was COVID. And these bastards told us, they told us, they held us in our entire culture, everything at ransom. You don't get to work. You don't get to shop. You don't get to see grandma fucking die unless you get these shots. And now it's like, oh, party's over. Everybody just goes home. Everybody looks around like, and I thought we were, this was a revolution. I thought we were resetting things even. Like we were, we were about to get all of our equity now. Well, no, no, bitch. They're just, they're just dumping the stock now. They're done. And another reason why I know that they're done is because of this. Denmark halts COVID vaccinations for low-risk people under 50. Well, why would they do that? If everybody needs it to work and go places, go to fucking school, you know, and whatever else, right? Why, why, would, why on earth would these, these absolute wing knights over in Denmark, these, these massacrists, you know, <laughs> 
Not to mention that Fauci is still pushing the exact opposite Disgusting. narrative. It's unbelievable. You know, I have lost a lot of respect for a lot of people uh, during the COVID thing, and I've lost a little bit for Dr. Drew Pinsky. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily a big fan of his anymore because of his, his, his endorsement of this bullshit, a lot of this bullshit, from the vaccinations to Paxlovid. And he was just recently on uh, TimCast IRL this past week. And the way that he talked about how good uh, the shots are for people over 65 or 75 or whatever, the, the way that he touted that and made it sound all great – but then turned around and said, but we don't know what we're doing for people under 65 or under 50 or like whatever. I'm like, okay, why aren't you screaming that? Like, why, why isn't there somebody like dragging you away from the microphone at Tim's house? Because if that's the case, then we just forced all of those people into a situation that they had no benefit in, that they had no benefit in. In fact, maybe they took risks much greater than the benefit that they were presented with, right? <laughs> and that's a fraud to me. That, that, to me, is a fucking fraud. These people are fraudulent. What's interesting is when you have brilliant people touting that also. And I'll give you an example of that. So, um, Ray Kurzweil oh. was just on with um, Lex Friedman. And, you know, Ray Kurzweil, futurist. Very brilliant Google guy. fellow as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gnarly. Like who knows what role he plays? He, he could be a terrible evil person. I, I don't know. Right. But anybody that's a futurist and working on the level of AI that they are, um, you know, and just solidarity and all these things. And it's just, you know, that man and machine and it becoming self-aware. It's just odd shit. Huge vaccine fan. I was like, Wow. For somebody that genuinely has such a, a scientific mind, for them to be that duped is just astounding. But having seen Transcendent Man, though, I'm just imagining that he's like, but what if we can just fill that sucker with graphene and all those little nanobots just can make me live forever? These people are part of a survivalist cult and they, they want you know to survive what? forever. Graves. I'm going to have you jump into this. Graves, what is the movie with Johnny Depp where they upload his consciousness? What is that movie called? Transcendence. Is that what it is? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Where basically like they, it gets to the point where it's literally like graphene oxide monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wally Fister, the um, Christopher Nolan's DP. Uh, that was his directorial debut. I believe it's transcendence. And uh, yeah, he puts his consciousness into the, uh, the, the computer. Yep. Yeah. So to number six's point, I'd say that that's pretty accurate. I guess that makes a lot more sense. And I realized as I took it for surface value. I mean, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> It happens the best of we us, can't take friend. anything for service value anymore. <laughs> uh, I blew yeah, it on pen this one, is guys, no longer I'm a like, pen. Oh, this guy's so brilliant. How do you not get it? And I'm like, now oh, you just made me realize, oh, you do get it. Shit. Once we crank up. I'd rather just look out interstellar instead. <laughs> oh, man. When it comes to like the sci-fi stuff, though, um, I'm definitely into Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, always, always dug that. With um, the, the so long and thanks for all the fish number at the beginning, too. Well, really, really amazing. But um, yeah, mine is a short circuit, too. It's 
Fisher Stevens and uh, Black, uh, Brownface. Oh, man. Thank you. Short Circuit, man. Johnny Five. No, Short Circuit yes. too. Yes. Yes. And we have two John Henrys. Okay. All right, so we're just going to move on to the next article because we're, we're starting to multiply. You can't get them wet after dark. This is what happens. But um, so I also, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I pulled this one from the New York Post as well, just to top off our little COVID segment here um, that I wanted to talk about. And this one, uh, this one's a head scratcher. California paid forty five percent less. Man, everybody is fucking over Gavin Newsom these days, right? <laughs> paid forty five percent less for COVID tests. New York bought from Hochul donor. Huh. You mean there is graft and corruption involved here in New York State with Hochul? Oh, wow. Let, let's look into this. Thank you, Zach Williams from New York Post. It says, California paid 45% less for the same COVID-19 tests that New York State bought from a company tied to 300000 in campaign donations to Governor Kathy Hochul. And watchdogs are calling for answers. I'm glad they are. It says in quotes, the more we know, the worse it looks. John Caney, executive director of reInvent Albany, said while renewing his call for an investigation into the $637 million in state business paid to the New Jersey-based digital gadgets. It says in quotes, this is a big deal. There is a lot of money and it looks really, really bad. And there is a dark cloud of pay-to-play hanging over this, and it's not going to go away. How many more New York governors can be thrown out of office? Are they catching up? Who's got a count? Who has more, Detroit or New York? Because Detroit is really fucking bad, too. Like, Chicago as well? Like, how many, how many can you get? How many can you get thrown out? Let's see. Uh, uh, one more in Chicago. Oh. <laughs> and I'd be oh, okay yeah. with it. Yeah, if you could get rid of... Uh, Did you see her again, man? Yeah, basically calling for violence oh, against people that are not supportive of, uh, air quotes, a woman's right to choose or autonomy of her body. Yeah. Which is the ability to execute ritualistic murders. Of unborn human well, she's beings. she's not a, a governor. I, I made a mistake of throwing Chicago in there as having a governor, but I, I was just thinking, yeah, mayor. mayor yeah, yeah but um, the 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 whole Beetlejuice um thing with her, like, what do we call those uh, folks, Chris? Uh, uh, something with a C H U D. Chupacabra. Chupacabra. She looks like one of those two. Well, yes, yeah, that's it. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Oh, Chuds. Chuds. Yeah. That's what I meant. That's what I said. Yeah. Well, I like, yeah I, one of those Chud. two things. You're such a feral human being, but I appreciate you for it. Oh, six? He's all right. <laughs> doing all right. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. Got a daytime job. Doing all right. But then um, this one I pulled uh, to switch gears a little bit here. This was a wild story, right? Um, the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell. Uh, teams up with famed legal expert Alan Dershowitz. So here's your uh, six degrees to pedophilia here again with uh, Dershowitz being involved. It always leads back to Epstein. Um, but they're going to sue the feds. How do you think they're going to do? 
I, I don't see them coming away with a win, fellas. I mean, I have, I have all the utmost faith in Mike Lindell and his amazing, you know, come to Jesus story that he has. And like, you know, you want to believe in heroes, but we live in a world of so few, like Graves had brought up about most of these fuckers being jokers, not, not Bruce Wayne. But yeah. I mean, is, is Mike Lindell the Bruce Wayne that we deserve? I don't know. <laughs> you know? I don't know. But I got to tell you, the memes of him is like <laughs> a pillow monster fighting off the fence <laughs> were amazing. Yeah, he's more like the tick. Because, you know, he has all this information. He spends all this money on these events and these rallies and it, what nobody takes it serious. And it, he's still the pillow guy. Is that on purpose, though? Like. Like Maybe. if you were if you were to fund this operation, he's like Clark Kent, he's just a nerd. Well, if you were to fund this operation, you know, just to put this guy up in front of the American public, and like you sort of create this Billy Mays ish, you know, type of persona about him, right? And then you start attaching him piece. to people, and you attach him to Trump. And then if you want to take down Trump, you're basically attaching this little lead, you know, weight, you know, to him. Um, and and. and not to say, I mean, when we looked at like the Patriot Freedom Project bullshit before, like uh, just like that attachment of people that can sort of just fuck things up for, you know, for people like just by by sheer association, they can fuck things up for you. This guy's been in the White House a whole dozen fucking times. Like Grace, the other night, didn't you bring up the fact that he was bringing like some sort of plans for martial law or whatever at some point? Yeah, there was a. Yeah, there was a, a like photo. Um, there was up close of uh, what's the word I'm looking here for? Um, telephoto uh, lens uh, photographs. Wow, I'm a fucking I mean, idiot. Anyway, it was up close, and you saw the paperwork that as he was walking into the White House on the through the side doors or whatever. Um, someone found out. They zoomed in and saw that it it had to do with martial law protocol. <laughs> and he was uh, bringing it to uh, Trumpy Dumpy there. Can I just point something out really quick before you respond? Um, a couple weeks Maybe. ago, I bought a my pillow. Oh, it's a fucking great yeah. pillow <laughs> because they have different firmness, and it's like uh, if you're a giant fat monster like I am, I like am they have one specifically made. For us giant people, like if you wear a 3XL or bigger shirt, it says to get that pillow. That pillow is fucking amazing. So I just want to throw that out there. And I do want to go ahead and endorse those pillows because they're absolutely incredible. Uh, Lisa, I do apologize. I did not use your vinyl code. (laughs) Mine had crack in it. So I was satisfied. Ah, the pillow's fucking phenomenal. But that was the idea I came <laughs> up with great. with Graves the other night, though, is like how the, he came up with the idea of the pillow is that I've I've heard it being compared to like a, a, yeah. a bag of packing peanuts. And I'm imagining like being a yeah. crackhead and living in a crack house that you probably don't have a very nice pillow. Mm-hmm. But you could probably find some like garbage at places and finding like a bag with a filled with packing peanuts to lay your head on is probably mm. better than like the exposed floorboards of a crack house. So 
Oh, yeah, or sure. the uh, or the, uh, the the bottle that you're using. Yes, the, pillow. the bottle <laughs> and a, and, and a bathroom. bathroom. Yes, I was going to say also filled with wee, but <laughs> from so great pillows, great yeah. pillows. But uh, back to your assessment of the pillow. Yeah, so I mean this this story is wild though. It says the my pillow guy Mike Lindell says he's hiring famed legal expert Alan Dershowitz and others to help bring a lawsuit against the U.S. government, including the FBI. A report at Citizen Free Press explained, Lindell said, we are suing the United States government and the FBI. This isn't just to get the phone back because he, he claimed that he does all his business on this phone and they, they confiscated his phone. They, they, they were looking for a computer apparently, and it has to deal with some sort of like identity theft. And I'm thinking to myself, like, how the fuck does somebody like Mike Lindell get wrapped up in some, something here, anything involving identity theft? And I'm thinking, like, is he trying to hack into somebody's laptop? Like, is he trying to, like, get into, like, was he trying to enter into something that he wasn't supposed to try and, like, get clearance for? Highly unlikely. They were probably just trying to put a bunch of child porn Yeah, on that's there. what I'm thinking. Like, they just snatch the phone and they're just, the like, they flash them. a bunch of images onto it. Or or, or even not. Like, who's, who's showing those things? You know, it's not like they're going to come on to 60 Minutes. We're like, well... We have these bombshell photos that uh, were on Mike Lindell's phone. We got to tell everybody home to brace themselves. Like this is one of the things that's just like it's so incredibly hard to verify. They might as well just say that he he was attacked by fucking aliens, because like there's just there's not a lot of ways to verify that. And who wants to? Who wants to? Who wants to jump headfirst into that story to figure out if there were pornographic images of children on Mike Lindell's phone? Like nobody nobody wants that job. I don't want to be on that beat. You know, imagine going through that. Imagine having to to sift through that. I mean, to uh, now, granted, there are people on this earth. I think Jared, Jared from Subway, that's part of his work release program. Well, right yeah, there. man, that 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 should show you right there that 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 story of the Jared guy from Subway, folks. If you've never heard that story, if you remember those commercials, and you're thinking like, "Hey, where did that guy go? <laughs> Why isn't he on the commercials anymore?" Oh boy. <laughs> You better sit down because it's not, it's not good. It's not good. What happened? Yeah. He, uh, well, yeah, he liked uh, some, um, you know, some fresh sourdough apparently is the code words. I mean, that, that does, that does tie into the whole hot dog pizza party type of uh, motif. So, I mean, (laughs) yeah, I deem it plausible. Fred Lightwood. So now after this, uh, he says that after he gets his phone back, that they violated his first, fourth, and fifth amendment rights. He says those were broken. We aren't going to put up with this, he says. We're, we're, we aren't going to be the Gestapo like in Nazi Germany. We're being proactive. I don't, I don't know what to think. And then, of course, he was on Steve Bannon's show, who's also notorious for bringing people on to, I don't know, get arrested or raided by the FBI. <laughs> Like it just seems like everything, everything that these people gravitate around. <laughs> Certainly a bit of a trend lately. Turning huh? shit. I don't know what to think of it. I mean, I, I don't know Steve Bannon personally. Never met the guy. Never interviewed him or anything. Um, we've never had words. But I, I just I look at all the stuff that all of these people around Bannon were pop. How many like warrants and. Like searches were served. Like Lindell wasn't alone, right? John Henry, there was like 35 
Yeah. Yep, they were subpoenaed or had warrants executed at their homes. Yeah. And and I don't know, like, everyone on the right seems to be thinking, like, oh, this is the declaration of civil war. Like, it already hasn't started. <laughs> but we're, but we're, we're in this position now where, like, I don't, there's not much to go by. And when you're looking for a solid answer, like a solid explanation from these guys, good fucking luck. Nobody takes these people seriously. And we got Bannon um, on his show here. It says, Lindell explained he's also working with Andrew Parker, Kurt Olson, and others. He says, I was on the phone with these attorneys. I said, no, I want to sue. We have all the lawyers on the phone. They looked at all these statutes. We're going to go to places that no man has gone before. Okay. As soon as they get in with like the hyperbolic stuff, got to start questioning it. This will set a precedent, he says. This has to stop, Andel said. It was just days earlier, uh, the WND reported that the FBI confiscated Lindell's phone after agents dispatched in multiple multiple federal vehicles surrounding him at a Hardee's <laughs> in Mankato, Minnesota. Now, this is why I originally thought it was a botched hit because like if he noticed that he was being tailed or followed, right? And they're going to get him in a boxed in position and murder him, right? And Mike Lindell is some sort of like agent op, you know, type of person and he recognizes this. Well, what do you do? You pull into a public place because they're not going to get out and whack them right in the middle of the freaking, you know, Hardee's with everybody in the drive through waiting for their, their burgers. Um, well, not with that. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just, it's such a weird fucking story. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I can only speculate as to what the fuck was going through Lindell's mind at the time and why that they decided to pop him in the middle of a fucking Hardee's. Like, they couldn't have got him at home with all of his shit. They couldn't have got him at the office. They couldn't have got him while he was shooting one of the fucking commercials. You know, like they, they, they just, I would have loved to have seen that B-roll, that, that footage of just, you know, he, he's there like, oh, this is 1-800 and then, poof, you know, the fucking door caves in and it comes up like a bunch of people with like guns aimed and lasers and shit. Like, no, it was none of that. It, he got pulled over and they took his phone in a Hardy's parking lot. I mean, if they can do it to Tim Pole on a bi-weekly basis, they can certainly do oh, it yeah. to him. <laughs> they, can, they can swat him at will, right? <laughs> just it's it's so fucking weird this situation um I, but hey if you if you folks out there listening want to add any clarity the what what you think has gone on here please drop drop something in the comments for us now it said president trump so of course you know trump got involved um breaking news mike lindell the pillow guy was just raided by the fbi we're now officially living in a weaponized police state thank you for noticing Rigged elections and all. Huh. Our country is a laughing stock all over the world. I'll take it. The majesty of the United States is gone. That's for sure. Uh, can't let this happen. Take back America, he said on Truth Social. Now, it was only days earlier that Fox News host Tucker Carlson had revealed Attorney General Merrick Garland's Department of Justice had unleashed another scheme against Trump and his allies using dozens of terrifying subpoenas to demand unprecedented details about private communications 
targeted then among others, among others, were a number of lawyers who have represented Trump in recent years. And Lindell had responded to the action apparent part, apparently part of the Biden administration's battle against Trump and his associates with Bible verses. So then we had Bible verses. Well, let's skip ahead. Um, Charlemagne. The reason why I wanted to pull this one, John Henry, forgive me, not that we should really give a fuck what Charlemagne has to say necessarily, but if we wanted to look at where the masses are being steered, we should probably look at the uh, cattle dogs steering the the herd, right? We should probably look at what what the fuck they're doing. So this is from, uh, what is it, Deseret News? Uh, Charlemagne says, DeSantis is a genius for flying immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. I wasn't ready for that. It says, he asserted that it is better for immigrants to be sent to sanctuary cities that want them rather than being kept in the border states where they aren't wanted. Now, that is an incredibly reductionist and ignorant and idiotic type of way of, of framing this entire thing, right? But really, if you look at just the good part, the good part is sending them to the sanctuary cities where people want them. Because if you were to try and solve this this crisis, right, with the least amount of consequence to the innocent involved, we're talking about like the women and children that are brought over here, young men, you know, and in 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 places, you know, and in, in in situations that God only knows what they have to endure to get here, right? We want to protect them because we're we're humane and good people. But you want to send people to where the infrastructure and the places that they go like, are ready for them. So what, what I was talking about the other day with, um, I, it was something that, uh, Grace, correct me if I'm wrong, of, of Kinsey with uh, uh, the Fringe, Fringe News. Um, Fringe News, yeah, Kinsey. Yeah, uh, yeah. she... She had brought up that uh, she didn't really care all that much about the the story of the Martha's Vineyard thing, but she cared more about what's being done to us as, you know, essentially debt slaves. And she was entirely correct in in that assessment. But my my sort of little response to her was, though, is that, you know, they all sort of interconnect because the immigration problem is an infrastructure problem. And it's an infrastructure problem because right. of what we've spent money on and what we haven't spent money on. And we've, cre- we've created a yeah. demand for a, a different cast of people altogether in this country now that Joe Biden thinks is a great fucking thing for, for everybody, right? Well, everybody in his little circle, yeah. at least, because all of the mega rich stay mega rich by keeping people poor yeah. and desperate. That's what the system's uh, And in these situations where, you know, if you folks out there are doing well for yourselves and you're worried about losing your job or your health care, like what you have on the line versus what a lot of these illegal immigrants have on the line, man, it's not a contest. But trust me, it, 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 it seems to the rest of the American public, it seems to a lot of people that they're way ahead of you on that hurt that's going to come to them. You know, through this oligarchy, the way it spits people out of itself, you know, it it literally, when we talk about the indoctrination to incorporation to death, that cycle, illegal immigration is a huge part of that cycle in this country. 
and for me to like to see people like and we could switch to this article now uh, about DeSantis uh you know shipping people there um is that I like the political stunt however this brings up another uh thing John Henry that you know I don't think that our side quote unquote is ready for and it's that can DeSantis show how it's sort of done like in a classy way like can it can DeSantis be the cleaned up enough version of Trump to stick it to the people on the opposite end of the political spectrum in this country and still get the same sort of love and support because I don't see him outselling Donald Trump anytime soon even though Donald Trump has endorsed some fucking terrible candidates recently um, he has definitely shat the bed on the, the entire COVID vaccine type of thing, especially with this Bill Gates bullshit coming out. Lace. Oh, oh, the Bill Gates thing coming out saying that he oh, also sexy uh, started. He embraced finally uh, embraced the QAnon bullshit. Well, and, and hey, uh, that's if that's if that's his that? crowd. I don't like, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know to the exact extent of, of what his embracing would entail, you know, so like. No, I mean, you know, it came out a couple of days ago where he was wearing the he was wearing the pin on his thing at the uh, rally, and uh, he was uh, making some comments about it. And that whole thing was uh, supposed to be how he was uh, the the great white hat that was going to uh, you know make Hillary and all the uh, all the all the perps, you know, uh, you know, the storm is coming. All the, that was his little conspiracy theory. Now he's embracing it. Before he said he didn't even know what any of it meant. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I see him stepping in it left and right, man. And and the problem is, is that it doesn't really take that much away from him. Still, he still has enough steam. We're rolling into twenty twenty four. I don't think DeSantis can primary him. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. Like, if you want my honest opinion about what's going to happen in the next few years in this country when it comes to the presidency, is that Donald Trump has stands where they still sell his flags all around where I live and everywhere that I drive around. And I'm not going to see any, even after the January 6th yeah. thing, that, you know what I mean? That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I just, I really don't No, I'm just like, you just, I don't know. You know, you guys know my stance on it. I, I'm not left or right. I think he's a puppet just like Obama was like Bush. Oh yeah. Them. He's just a different kind well, of, even puppet. at that though. Like I just, what I'm saying is like, I'm not talking about him being any sort of leader. I'm not talking about him being a, any sort of uh, president, but just like right. a, a, as right. as the person that will get elected, I don't see anyone else getting elected in 2024 besides Donald Trump. And the problem with that is Hillary. Is that the, Hillary, I think they're going to push Hillary this time. I really do, and I hate saying that. Oh God, I just threw up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm being not serious. being serious too. It's like it burns. It's supposed to yeah, be lining up. Nose. It's going to be either Hillary or it's going to be uh, Michelle Obama. That's what it seems to be lining up with the trends and everything. I hate it too. Like I, but this is like the the person that I'm staring at right now on my screen. The Charlemagne, the God. He was instrumental. Remember, like he was he was the guy that Joe Biden said that you ain't black unless you vote for me, and he got away with it. Like he didn't slap him. Yeah, you know he he wasn't he didn't go all Will Smith on him. He didn't throw him out of the fucking studio. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I ain't black if I don't vote for you. Get the fuck out of here, you old white man, you piece of shit. He didn't do any of that. No, 
no. right. <laughs> he, he, he probably just he flicked his little peep onto the desk. Probably, you know, these, these people are sick, you know? Oh, so like, yeah, that's yeah. why he has an award. I knew a video of Biden sniffing another kid that earlier. He probably sniffed him with him. <laughs> and that was an aggressive sniff. It was a really too. aggressive sniff. It was a big sniff. But like this, these media figures though, like I was talking about sort of like when we jump, first jumped into this though, like these media figures like Charlemagne the God, they're there to sort of put people in a certain place mentally. They're there to tell you how to think. So uh, what, what the fuck is going on now with this person jumping into this debate when it, it doesn't seem like it would benefit him in any, in any way, because this is making Ron DeSantis look better unless they want to run Ron DeSantis really hard up against Trump during a primary and cause a giant fracture in the right going into the 2024 election. Because that could be a too. I think that's a fair hypothesis. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's where I'll end that. But um, uh, on to the next one. This is uh, one last thing. Anybody that refers to themselves as a God. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks. I appreciate the, the uh, you know, I know how the feeling is. <laughs> Chris uh, Graves, the God. <laughs> <laughs> Graves, the God. I'm the I'm the bull god or whatever. Uh, I am free or whatever. American badass. Yeah. No, well, Kid Rock. Yeah, there you go. We need to get Kid Rock what on the show. God. I think uh, if we had Kid Rock on the next rock and roll conspiracy show, I think that would be fucking mad money. Only if we go and do it from his house in Nashville, that is literally a replica of the White House. Sold. All right, I'll work on it. I'll make some calls. See what There's happens. two rooms in the whole place. Yeah, I mean, if you you can if you can get Kid Rock on the show, Grace, we'd appreciate it. But um, I can't get Joe C though, because uh, you know, for obvious yeah, reasons. Yeah, I went there. It's okay. We're in remembrance. But anyways, uh, attention DOJ, it says, TikTokers spin wildly unfounded tale of child sex abuse cover-up in the wake of Patreon layoffs. The claims don't add up. This is from Michael Thallon, uh, listed under tech, and this is from the Daily Dot. Now, the reason why I wanted to pull this, though, is that, Graves, you've talked to me a lot about these disinfo artists that exists within our sphere. You know, the people that are basically in this to Mm -hmm. smear shit on people like us that want to actually look for the truth or at least, you know, come up with some pretty good fucking questions and have our audience help us figure some things out. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like Dr. Dr. William Deagle is a prime example. Uh, He got himself involved with Oklahoma city, Columbine, nine 11, and made a complete ass out of himself and the shit he was spewing. And, the uh, very dangerous things that he was doing to some of these poor victims. Wow. So, yeah, that's uh, one example. And he's uh, also one of these people that we know of that, you know, are a part of the alternative medicine industry or whatever you want to ah. call it. But they tend to go towards that, too. Mm. Yeah. It seems like you can hide amongst a lot of those things because, like, when you find something that um, is the antithesis, if you will, of the mainstream then you can hide amongst those things, right? That you can sort of like, it's already sort of in the black market. Yeah. So you can just get swept in with all the rest of the stuff, you know, just like, you know, yeah. uh, and so a lot of it, uh, a lot of it has to do with gang stalking as well. With, uh, real researchers, you know, it gets very dangerous and very, uh, there's a, uh, you know, the alphabet agencies are usually involved too. If you really go down the line. Well, Donate to Chris Graves, folks, because he needs security. 
Um, but uh, Patreon denied. What the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, you just made me shit my pants. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> Again. I thought you meant like honeycombs. I need honeycombs. That's security. Or cookie crisp or something for fun. Security. What the hell are you putting on? You need heck? security and cereal, my friend. <laughs> this is how we get Magic Spoon to sponsor the show. But um, <laughs> that's it. My family loves. Oh, there we go. Spoon. See, we're all we're all in on magic. But um, I just wanted to bring this up because when you talked about disinformation agents and stuff like that, Chris, um, this whole thing with TikTok influencers, um, I don't know what to say because you know, wasn't TikTok the shit that was like part of the Chinese government? One hundred percent. I believe Trump did put a ban on it, right, John Henry? He did. Yeah, and Rogan yeah. read the terms and conditions of it. It, it is the it's, it's right. unbelievable when you go through like their privacy statements. Um, I mean, it is in they can, they have the ability to pull every ounce of data, and out it's bled into Twitter as well. Like I've noticed, like uh, and and also Instagram. Like the, we are on those platforms still somehow. Um, but the um, the thing is, is like a lot of the videos. <laughs> Hold on, when you say yeah. we. Twitter will not yeah, allow me to make a Twitter account. You can't get in there, man. It's insane. It also reminds me of that Pokemon Go thing where that maps out your whole fucking house. It's all sneaky. Oh, oh shit, no, that's right? creepy shit, man. And the same with like Roombas and stuff like that. Like there's a whole thing about like having these gadgets or anything that maps out your house. Um, I, I didn't even think of the Roomba thing. That's kind of creepy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can get into that at some point when it comes to like security stuff like that. We can, we, we can really go wild. In fact, I think I met somebody on Twitter well, that's into that stuff. That would be fun to have. But um, <laughs> no, but what I was saying with this stuff is, is that I've noticed that the, the TikTok influence is in every platform now, though. Like every single, like every Twitter account and, and Instagram account, they're sharing like these viral TikTok videos. And it's from people on our quote unquote side too, or people in the alternative or conspiracy theories, uh, theory sphere as well that are, that are sharing these things. And my concern is with it is not that they're talking about things or asking questions. I encourage that shit. It's the fact that the format fucking sucks when it, when it comes to like getting any squeeze, when it's squeezing any fucking juice out of that rock, there is no juice left in that rock. Yeah. Like by the time you even see it before it gets pulled or censored, especially on Instagram, Instagram really fucking sucks for that. Um, like TikTok is a 10 second thing. Bullshit, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like these little bullshit videos, but like you, people can't get information that way. Like I, you, you get sent this thing and you see it and you're like, holy shit, that's happening. And it's really not happening. And it, it makes you look like a moron sometimes if you're sharing it. Right. But like people do it all the time and then it yeah. brings down their credibility. It brings down the credibility of everything. And it doesn't even take like that many. I think there was a, I think there was a developed as a, uh, a way to uh, exacerbate the uh, ADD situation. Oh. But you know, how with the ADD well, you generation, know it, dude, because you can't that verify that shit. Worse, you can't like the people like us. Yeah. Graves, I'm going to yeah. go, I'm going to go back to the panel, but like uh, people like us, Graves, like we need to verify stuff. I, th I thirst to verify information. Like I'm only a, a man that can yeah. just seem can just see information, you know, on on my computer screen or my phone or whatever the fuck, and I'll read an article that John Henry will send yeah. me on occasion, 
And then I'll, I'll make up my mind sort of as to what's going on there, but I can only do so much to verify these things on my own. So the more information, the better, but yeah. the, these little short videos with people dancing and music and then different changing fucking backgrounds, there isn't much to gather out of that stuff. To make ADD worse. Yeah. Well, I guarantee because you, you can't you reference anything. Worse. Like when you think that you right. know something, right? Like you don't have any anything yeah. of of text or video or of any structure to rely upon. You're just like when you're telling your friends about it. Like I saw this video this one time of this guy doing this thing, and that proves that this thing is real. And, and it's just like it, it's so right. much easier on certain platforms. And I even though Twitter fucking sucks and they shadow ban me, it's so much easier on Twitter because you can post links. And you can post video and you can right. post media because that at least, even if you're shadow banned like me, you can still tag people and post media and graves. You, you're, you're pretty brilliant at being able to do that. Um, so like whenever, whenever you <laughs> tag somebody like me in that is shadow banned to all hell, yeah. like I'm going to see it cause I get a little notification. Right. And then I see the little piece of media right. that you attach to whatever. So I can go and watch that video. I can go back to the source of that. I can go back to the page in which it came well, me from. me doing that, is that helping yes. you? Is it, that helping you? It helps. Okay, all right. It helps Good. tremendously. Right. It helps me understand things better too, because I can trace back the source of the information. I can get back to the person's page that right. posted the thing that you posted. And I can see what they're about. And if they're the source of that information, then I can follow them. So now I have a new person that I can keep an eye on that comes out with good information. And it's just, it's a way for me to learn and and, and get a better grasp of the stories that we cover here on this show. Again, because I'm I'm just one man that gets an opportunity to read shit and watch videos. But you know what, if it's something that lacks substance, it's just, it's like trying to live off a whipped cream, John Henry. That's the way I would describe it. You can get calories out of it, right? There's sugar in there. There's there's something that would potentially sustain life, but you're going to need a lot of empty nothingness in that whipped cream to to live. Yeah, it's like watching step by yes. step or uh, yeah, well, fluff, just complete fluff. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> but oh man, fluff my nuts, yes. you know. <laughs> But yeah, with the Patreon thing though, Patreon should have been sued into oblivion uh, like a, a year ago or something like that yeah. because the way they violated their contracts with people in the state of California, just not enough people got behind that movement really to, I think, to really sink their teeth into it. But they violated the contracts. Oh, please do tell because I, I missed oh, that. So there was a whole deal with um, people like uh, Sargon uh, of Akkad, Carl Benjamin, and others being banned from Patreon and their patrons, the, the ones that lived in the state of California, and there might have been a couple other states too. Forgive me, folks, if you live in those states. Um, but um, it's just that they had state rules or laws governing these contracts where if you were to be right. a donator, where you were to pay X amount per month for a service, that you were in some sort of service contract, and Patreon, by banning that person, violated that contract you have with that person for services. So if you wanted to sue Patreon, um, you would probably like sue them and lose, they said. But the amount of times that Patreon would have to go to bat for violating that thing over and over and over again in these small claims courts would bankrupt them. Awesome. Yeah, it's like death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. So 
I did not know that. I had a lot of shit stuff going on last year, so I missed that all. Yeah, stuff. I mean that. I just, I just, you know, that's one of those um, community movements. I thought Patreon was one of the good guys. For the oh, no. Time. no, they're actually one of the shittiest. And that's the thing uh, that oh. we can never take that stuff for granted. We can never take it for face value. Like uh, just today, I heard that yeah. Rumble is now uh, officially they, they've done their SPAC, it's called, and they're officially traded now. Oh. So like I think there's 17 a share or something to start out with. And who knows? I mean, we're on Rumble. Our friends are on Rumble. Our friends do uh, okay on Rumble. We do okay on Rumble, but you know what? When it comes down to like, you think the censorship hammer's coming down there? Uh, um, I've, I've heard them? rumor here and there, but I really haven't seen a ton of it. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with like the really, really hardcore, like uh, Timothy Cuccinelli uh, type of stuff that we're looking at. <laughs> you know, like oh, the, yeah. that, that those sort of bands. <laughs> Nasty shit. You know, so yeah. I mean, for me, uh, that doesn't really, I, I don't really worry about that. And we have every single episode we've ever done yeah. still up on there. We don't have any warnings for them. We are monetized on that platform. They don't give us a ton of advertising revenue. I'd like to see how we could do a little bit better there, but uh, that's something to look into in the future. Right. But uh, when it comes to being publicly traded, though, and I see these companies transition yeah. into that, all, all it says to me is yeah. like, they're, they're just, they're part of the fucking club now. You know, that they're they're at that level where I guess like you could argue in order to hang with these guys that there needs to be some entryism, right? That that there needs to be some good guys. Some we were just talking about it. There needs to be some white hats in in this in this uh, fight. But I don't know if Rumble are those people. I I really don't know. And I wouldn't I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. trade what I have on the other platforms necessarily for what Rumble provides me. They don't they don't provide me anything, you know, particularly special. But let's see. Let's see what they can do with a little bit money, you know, in their backing. If they can gain more people, if they can gain more traction, get more eyeballs to their stuff. They definitely have to do a lot better with how they situate their algorithm for finding new videos because finding new videos fucking sucks on. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, it does. Um, when you're just scrolling along yeah. on the app or whatever, too, especially like if uh, there's certain channels that just spam videos, right? So if you follow like a news organization, yeah. just because you use this as a news aggregator, like I do, um, that just you're going to get hit with 15 <laughs> videos in a row from you know whatever the fuck news organization, and then then you'll see like one off video right. that you'll be like, oh, that looks kind of cool. I'll click on that. So it just it, it's not it's not as user friendly as other platforms. I will say that. But um, speaking of user friendly, right. let's get to this uh, final and listener submitted uh, segment of the week from New Scientist. Why do AIs keep creating nightmarish images of strange characters? And folks, if you are just listening to this, you may want to find some video platform to check this out because um, we don't like sleep around here. This is Team No Sleep here at the New Prisoners. <laughs> Fuck sleep. So uh, let's just look at horrifying shit so we cannot sleep. Uh, image generating AI seem to produce mythical yeah. characters <laughs> that look consistently recognizable, but their appearance has a rational explanation. This is Lobe, a character produced consistently by an AI image generator. And don't worry, there's links to that AI stuff all in this if you guys want to go and do that. But I'm not going to do that. Oh, God. Uh, Some artificial intelligences can generate realistic images, 
from nothing but a text prompt. These tools. Well, wow, it looks like my OKCupid okay yeah. list. Wow. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> these tools have been used to illustrate magazine covers and win art competitions. But they can also create some very strange results. Nightmarish images of strange creatures keep popping up, sometimes known as digital cryptids. Named after animals that cryptozoologists, but not mainstream scientists, believe may exist somewhere. The phenomenon has garnered national headlines and caused murmuring on social media. So what's going on? What images are being generated? One Twitter user asked an AI model called some pretty fucking hot ones. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> so wow. this one's called Doll E Mini. Uh, so it's D A L L hyphen E Mini. Uh, since renamed Crayon. So that's, I guess it's now C R A I Y O N. Crayon. And there's a link to it here that you can follow. I'm not doing that right now. Uh, to generate images of the word Graves, you're going to love this. Krungus. Oh, I'm popped up. They were surprised by the consistent theme of the outputs, image after image of a snarling, hairy, goat-like man. So, yes, I am going to click on that. Let's look at it now. (laughs) They said third input. links to Twitter. Or output. So, it says, well, I really don't like how similar all of these pictures of Krungus, a made-up word I made up. (laughs) Why do they all have the same man? Is the Krungus real? Have I discovered a secret? Why is my uncle on their page here? <laughs> and these things, man. Krungus. Krungus among us. Holy hell. <laughs> it's the latest Guar uh, member. And the person goes Krungus. on to say, first of all, I miss an R in that. That's on me. I was scared of the Krungus. Oh, th- thank you very much for correcting grammar. I love that. But secondly, um, seriously, though, I can't find anything remotely like this on Google and they are all so similar. Is this real now because of me? Did the government have a Krungus and the AI knows? The worst thing is that I thought about doing this last night at 3 a.m. Hmm. And I didn't wait up to see the results. So I woke up this morning and the first thing I saw was this horrible little bastard smirking at me. Horrendous way to start the day. Oh, plenty of fish. <laughs> I now think I may have uncovered an awful truth, it says on the next one. And it just has more of them. That thing is so fucking wild. Would you call those crung guys? Yeah, that has to be it. Yeah, oh, crung guy. Best girlfriend. Great. Yeah. Greatest take what? notes for future horror movies because this is. Oh, yeah, plenty of this, fish. Yeah, this is. Yeah, plenty of fish. <laughs> What is it? Swipe right? Yeah. <laughs> this one says the warning appears to be wearing Why clothes. <laughs> Seriously, though, why doesn't AI reliably reproduce what a Krungus is when, as far as I know, a Krungus isn't? Krungus warning. And then you run it, and then this is what comes up. That one. That one's wow. But anyway, um, so let's get on to some shout outs. I have this one from our friend uh, Vince Agnelli Jr. Uh, this is an oldie but goodie. This is back from June 15th, but this is Crisis Theory in the Railroad. So, John Henry, past, this past week we had a, a, a near railroad strike. 
that was somehow averted by Joe Biden and his greatness by, by giving them all raises to the people that most likely fucking voted for him anyway. It, it just seems like a work, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's pretty accurate, yeah. sir. But, um, and then we'll get it on to uh, our friend, uh, Donald Jeffries. Uh, this one is, there goes the neighborhood Buffy. Uh, snobbery and hypocrisy on full display in Martha's Vineyard. So you get uh, Don's thoughts there about what happened in Martha's Vineyard. He was also on Coast to Coast AM this past weekend, John Henry. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, Mr. Jeffries. That's what I'm talking yes. about. A lot of listeners there. So I hope that uh, gets the word out for uh, Don Jeffries. There's 12 million. Yeah, 12 Coast million. to Coast with George Nori is, uh, I mean, that that's what started to giving me that deep dive into the shites listening to it, driving home from yeah. work, man. Amazing. I got a shout out on there. I'm like, holy crap, 12 million people just heard my stupid fucking name. <laughs> that is awesome. very awesome. Pretty stupid yeah. name. And then uh, on the next one, uh, this is from our friend. <laughs> That's the only thing I liked about myself, John Henry. What the hell? <laughs> really? What's your middle name? That's what I want to know. Uh, I, wish it was, yes. I wish it was digging. <laughs> It should have been digging. digging. <laughs> oh, digging. Oh. <laughs> and this one from. Uh, it's actually Point, Point Dexter. Dexter. Yes. All right. One of the I thought it was Krungus. Krungus. <laughs> Christopher Krungus. Krungus <laughs> Christopher <Judd>. Krungus Judd. <laughs> <laughs> I could see. I could see like a campaign commercial with you, Graves. Like I just—that's oh, yeah. the name that you're <laughs> running as—is Christopher, Christopher Krungus Judd. <laughs> when I was on De- that, that other podcast, uh, they uh, interviewed me or whatever. That Deborah gets red okay. pilled. His uh, Deborah was like in a coma or some shit. Like they had her on ice or huh? something. So he, uh, the, the main guy there, he had uh, his co-host's name was Chud X, and I was like, let me tell you about Chud. <laughs> Chud. <laughs> well, I'm glad you could have added that. Um, you that you were meant to be there in that moment, Chris. But um, this is uh, from Liberty Conspiracy, our friend Gar Goldsmith uh, over at Rumble, who we were just talking about. So this is uh, Captain Climate, John Kerry's flight miles exposed, towering hypocrisy. Ah, oh, man. These are the types of people that are put in uh, the types of positions to rule the world, right? The, the, this, this skull and bones, wrinkled up, nut face uh, asshole gets to fly around to tell everybody. I think I campaigned for 2004 like oh. a douche. I thought he was actually, I thought he was going to save us from Bush and co. He was actually fucking related to him. Sickening. I mean, hey, that's the, that's the realization, though, that you, you needed to uh, be on the right track. Because imagine if he would have won. And imagine if you would have bought into all the bullshit for an additional couple of years of your life where you would have ended up, Grace. Yeah, but I don't think he was meant to win. I think he was just uh, to show, to have... It's, in my opinion, I believe he was never meant to win. He was just uh, to give Bush like somebody to bounce off of, like uh, a pretend debate and all that shit. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Because even Bush had like a Bush was uh, filmed having the uh, the earpieces. He was being fed the answers during those fucking debates in 2004. <laughs> I remember watching the footage, being like, this "I don't doubt that at all." Because uh, Bush could never really carry a tune whenever it came to uh, putting together a solid speech. So. Yeah, even after he eats a taco bean dip, he couldn't carry it to him, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm there saying? Just weren't enough pretzels in that esophagus. 
<laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Not enough pretzels in that esophagus. But uh, moving on, uh, this final one of uh, the Do Technocrats Dream of Electric People from our friend Silas Guthier of Silas Speaks. Another awesome video. Um, talks a little bit about Noah uh, uh, Harari um, and just the transhumanist um, type of phase that we're working into. And this is, again, what, what I would call the, the new economy, um, getting people into the matrix, getting them um, attached to uh, significant technological and pharmaceutical and a mix of the two um, type of uh, a, a technocratic caste system is the way I would put it. So that once, once you've bought in, once you've bought, you know, the ticket, you're forced to take the ride. Um, you can no longer uh, part from the rest of the group. So if you decided to go into your double mastectomy at the age of 15 and somewhere around the age of 19, you've decided that that was a mistake well, then you are a fucking heretic and you deserve to be stoned to death, according to these people. So, uh, you know, that, that's uh, not exactly what, you know, Silas said, but, you know, in a, in a sense, basically, is that's where we're at now, is that you have to be part of this, this survivalist dream cult where they want to live forever and they want to be anything that they can imagine to be, because that's what they were told when they were little and they were given a trophy, even though they fucking sucked at life. But uh, am I on to anything here, John Henry, when I'm, you know, when I'm, when I'm bringing that up? <laughs> I'll just say yeah. I concur. But um, so we're at the end of this, uh, this uh, episode, John Henry. So you want to do that thing that you always do and give us some final thoughts? Yeah. Um, gosh, man, it's just so much to go through. Again, I just want to appreciate everybody coming on and listening. Um, you know, Chris, thank you again for coming on. I appreciate Gary being here, too. Uh, wish a fast recovery to Lisa. I know she's going through some medical stuff. And uh, unfortunately, I'm going to finish this up on a bit of a somber note uh, this week. So, you know, as we talk so much, especially myself, about the importance of having conversations with people and being part of a community, you know, it's such a critical thing for our well-being. Um, this last week, one of the, our fellow patriots that were on our team and uh, and a friend of mine, he took his own life. I found that on Thursday. So, as a, a suicide prevention line, you can hit 988 or 1 800 273 8255. And I just have to share it, man, because it's one of those things when that happens that you just you wish that person would have called you uh, or called anybody, you know, and, and you know, as, as stubborn, just concrete headed men. Sometimes we feel like that's a sign of weakness to call friends. So I just wanted to share that information today and uh, and just let everybody know, man, we love you. No matter what you're going through, there's always somebody there that has your back. And um, don't ever give in to that darkness, man. Don't ever do it, guys. So uh, that's all I want to say, man. I promise you, there's people out here, even if we don't know each other personally, it, you know, we love you. We have your back. If you need anything, reach out, man. And that's to all of our listeners and all of our friends uh, as a whole. Uh, because uh, I'm telling you, this life is a precious thing. And understand that sometimes a lot of weight bears on us, especially in the world that we live in today. But we we got to stay strong and we got to keep fighting. So uh, I just want to say thank you to all of our friends, you know, that keep us uplifted and keep us motivated. And, uh, you know, and, you know, Chris, man, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I, I know it's going to take all of about 14 seconds and you're going to say some ridiculous shit to make me laugh. And I'm just grateful for having that. Um, and that's an incredibly important thing to all of us. So guys talk, man, talk, be part of a community. 
you know, it, it's okay to talk about how you feel. That doesn't mean that that's a sign of weakness or you're, you're lesser than whether you're a man or a woman. So I just want to share that with everybody and, uh, and just know, man, that you have a big giant family that maybe you haven't met yet. And there's always somebody there that's, uh, that's going to fight for you and, uh, and support you and help you and, and show you love. So uh, I just appreciate all the love that we always get from all of our listeners and, and, and sure as hell from all of our contributors, man, just appreciate everybody. I appreciate Chris and, you know, really appreciate Gary. And, you know, I, I know it's important. These guys have a lot of work that they're doing on their own for them to still always uh, be a part of what we do and contribute. And, you know, and Lisa and, and Don Jeffries and, and guard and, and just everybody as a whole man, Silas, uh, it's just everybody. It's, it's been an amazing ride. It's been an amazing year. Um, so just know, man, we're, we're fighting for each other, man. And, and somebody's always going to be there for you. So don't ever hesitate to reach out. So appreciate all of you guys. Thank you so much. And I, I just want to say that, uh, you know, to you two knuckleheads that are <laughs> on this, on this show right now, uh, love you guys, man. If there's anything you ever need, let me know. And, and that's extended out there to all of our listeners. Love you, brother. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, I, how do you end a show, you know, sort of on that note, other than the fact that you just, you want to, you want to pay respect to, um, you know, the yeah. moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm just going to leave it there. Sorry that happened. I'm going to leave it there. I'm sorry that happened. Well, until we meet again, and until we are free, we are the new prisoners. Thank you for listening to The New Prisoners. Let us know what you think about this week's topics on our Minds page and Substack. Or leave a comment under our video on BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, and Brideon. You can also risk being shadow banned, suspended, or permanently banned on Twitter and Instagram with us or speak freely with us on Gab. Please feel free to share your own sources with us, and remember to share the information we provided you here. You never know what kind of difference it could make. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, email number 6 at protonmail.com, provide a brief description of the topic or topics that you would like to discuss, and a screener will contact you. You can always choose to appear anonymously. And you can also donate to the new prisoner's through anchor.fm slash the new prisoner number six slash support. There you can make a monthly donation of 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99. We also have a subscribe star where you can make a one-time or recurring contribution at subscribestar.com slash the hyphen new hyphen prisoners. Or you could donate US dollars and crypto to us on Mines and Odyssey. All donations go towards studio upgrades to make more content and advertising to spread the word about the show. Every amount is appreciated. Demand answers, not orders. We are the new prisoners.